0: You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Everybody, you call us the robbery! I you, fucking pissed moans! I'm all excited to shoot every motherfucking last one of you! You we went to the one where Luke was on
1: stage and they did the whole like the, the trivia contest or whatever. And I guess the answer was the movie uh, Miracle, and Luke couldn't think of it. Oh, no. And he was telling me, he was like, God, I, w- I was wishing you were there because I knew. <laughs> All I would have to do is look at you because you know everything about Kurt Russell movies. And, like, Kurt Russell was oh, one of the Oh, he is clues. in that, isn't he? Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> kind of the main role. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. It, have you not? No, 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 no. I'm Man, not... maybe we should do that one. I'm not a huge hockey fan, yeah? Oh, uh, what? All right. What, that I'm not a huge hockey fan? Holy shit. I'm uh, I'm, I'm from Texas. I'm, I'm under football. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because you're always cheering on your local football team. Go sports team. I remember the stories that Katie used to tell me about how you guys would like hang out, and she'd be watching sports, and you'd be vacuuming. I uh, <laughs> am like, pretty much. Right, I guess. But when something good th- happens, go. yeah, I know.
0: Reversal of roles. There.
1: Hey, uh, before we get into this, by the way, we are the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. My name's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Uh, sometimes they're bad movies, more often than not. Uh, but, you know, sometimes they're just movies that are misunderstood. Whatever the case may be, we will check them out. And then come back here and report diligently. Mm. Uh, but before we report, yes. uh, Oscar nominations.
0: Oh my God! Oscar wow.
1: nominations. And... I'm go ahead. No, you go. Sorry,
0: ahead. because I'm I'm so uh, impassioned about this. I I might be boycotting this year's Oscars. Yeah, I think uh, there's no reason to watch.
1: I'm I'm a little upset. I'm a little upset at the lack of a best animated feature nomination. What the fuck for the Lego Movie? Hello.
0: Well, again, I mean, it's no surprise. Every this is you know what this is. This is like Charlie Brown and Lucy holding the football. Every yes. year we think, oh, this is going to be the year where they where they're, they get it right. They're one on one with the mainstream. They're because this happens every time. Like, oh, these guys are out of touch. It's a bunch of old white guys picking uh-huh. the nominations, uh, and it's not. It's like you know, it, it's it's everybody in LA voting. That's right, that and l- the media exactly media, media voting for it. I get screeners still for a, for plenty of movies. It's Exactly. So how do they miss it? How are they always consistently so off the mark with what is it just because is it's the uh, um, what do they call that when the echo chamber? Yeah, where it's everybody and everybody's talking about. Uh, I guess so, but you know what? It's not like the Lego movies fallen off everybody's radar. I know. I mean, it, I think
1: one of the things that didn't help was the fact that it came out in February of last year. Okay, and everything else that's nominated came out like within the past three months. But
0: how can we get past that? Yes, movies. I think we.
1: I think we have gotten past that. The fact that people are still singing "fucking everything is awesome." Yes. From fucking February, people are still quoting that movie. Oh Meanwhile, I've forgotten almost everything about Big Hero 6
0: at this point. Yeah, that's true. You know?
1: And I know we all went and saw it. Yeah. We all enjoyed it. It was a cute
0: movie. But ultimately, it was a pretty forgettable movie. I remember the animated short more than I remember <laughs> yes. the actual, which was great, too. Right? Did that get nominated, by the way, for Best Animated Short? I don't short? know. I don't think so. The one with the dog? Oh, it was Oh, maybe it did. Maybe <laughs> yeah, it did. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it but, was very cute. No, but but when I say uh, can we get past this, I mean can the Oscars get past this? Yeah. They, uh, every year it's like, oh you can't if you want your movie to win an Oscar, you can't release it before September. And it's like, how stupid are we that mm-hmm. we don't have I, I understand That we're so short sighted. Exactly. On this. I mean, meanwhile but you've got the you... Grand, Grand Budapest Hotel is winning <laughs> the Golden Globe <laughs> for Best Musical
1: Comedy. I thought that came out in twenty thirteen.
0: And nominated for Best Oscar here. Yeah. Like, I I haven't spoken have you seen that movie? Yeah. I haven't spoken to anybody who a liked it or would nominate it or you liked it? Okay, but and I I think we we both liked it, but I didn't I don't think it's Oscar worthy. Uh, I th- I was giving it a pass when it got nominated for Golden Globes and then won because I was like, okay, foreign press. It's uh-huh. got the word Budapest, right, in the right. title. They always go for the foreign film, and the film that's set somewhere outside of America yeah. or a film that's critical of America. Sure. You know that's always going to get nominated Golden Globes, Oscars. You guys doing right? Is it well? You guys have seen it. Is it best picture worthy? It's, it's not. Not in my Thank opinion. Thank you. Uh,
1: it's just basically. It's what if you love Wes Anderson, mm-hmm. it's a good movie. And we talked about this on the American Sniper recording. Oh yeah, Uh, it's a good movie. If you're a Wes Anderson fan, it's like the greatest hits of Wes okay. Anderson in this one movie. And it's very well done. It's very well played out. It's very well cast. But in in the end, at the end of the day, it is just it's another Wes Anderson movie. So. It's not his best, in my opinion. It's not his best. So this is
0: like a uh, a a lifetime achievement. They're celebrating a body of work sort Uh of thing. What is your favorite Wes Anderson? Uh,
1: Oh, like I told Jeff, I love Fantastic Mr. Fox. Right. Oh my god. That, that is, is his best Rushmore. one. I love Rushmore. He
0: should do, he should almost exclusively do animated movies yeah. because it, like his style and his sense of humor in filmmaking works best in animation I uh-huh. think. Uh, when you not have to worry about when, B- when because he's everybody, able everybody to always be complains. More
1: creative when he's thinking
0: a little bit yes. more out of the box. I love the
1: way he shoots a movie.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, I love his impeccable. I love the
1: way he he's so symmetrical with his shots mm-hmm. and I love the way that he tells a story and I love the way that um I'm not going to I'm not going to go so far as I do like when I talk about Speed Racer about his forward momentum how his movies have a sense of – of motion, but they do sometimes. They kind of do. Um, and and I love that he's got his his stock group that knows how to deliver. Yeah, it's almost like um like how in Mammoth movies you'll mostly mm-hmm. see like you know you'll see Ricky Jay because that guy knows how to deliver Mammoth dialogue. Tarantino's the Tarantino's same way. Tarantino same way. He's got his people Sam that Jackson. know how to deliver his stuff. Mm-hmm. And Wes Anderson has his folks as well, and they do a great job. Yeah. But the, again, my problem ultimately is. It's the same thing that we've seen from Wes
0: Anderson. Exactly. And, and that's fine. I, I am a Wes Anderson fan. Uh, I like most of his movies. Uh-huh. I think he's kind of become a self-parody of himself yeah, now. Uh, yeah. which, but it's fine. Like you said, the fact that people are emulating his style, the fact that you can even say he has a style. Uh-huh. Like when you – when you you can see a trailer for a Wes Anderson movie and know and it's know a it, Wes Anderson movie yeah, before yeah, yeah, his yeah. name comes up. Absolutely. That's, that's admirable and, and I applaud that. Um, but – uh, okay, well, I can get past Best Picture nomination because uh-huh. whether well, eight of them, nine of them this year. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, the only thing the Oscars got right this year, and of course, there's some site, you know Best Score and blah blah blah. I'm talking about the big ones, um, or, or at least as far as Best Picture goes. Uh, the fact that Whiplash was nominated. Did you see Whiplash, Whiplash? was really good. That was my favorite movie. It was of so well done. I
1: I, do, I think that it was just maybe a little too small to to actually win. And ultimately, like I told Jeff. Ultimately, this doesn't matter. What movie wins a trophy or whatever, it doesn't matter. It's what we liked and what touched us, and you know. Ultimately, that's what the winner is under my roof. It's like know. okay, that's the winner to me. But there is that part of you that wants that validation. That like, see, yes. it won the award, so I feel validated
0: now. And I'm waiting for the year when the Oscars like get it right. When they catch up, mm-hmm. they're consistently behind. And uh, I felt like they were close when they when Slumdog Millionaire got
1: it. I uh, thought that was the, yeah? it's okay. a very touching movie, and I. You know, I I thought that it was so different than what Danny Boyle had done in the past mm-hmm. that I kind of dig the fact that he was rewarded for that. He took yeah. a chance. And that's ultimately what really good art is, is you are taking a chance. Yeah. And t- to this day, I'll still watch Slumdog Millionaire,
0: and it's a very powerful movie I to like me. it a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think they kind of got, they kinda got okay. close to it there. I'll give you that. Uh, but it's just like there's always... It's a, it's a cliche when you talk about an Oscar grab. Yeah. Angelina Jolie's you know directing a powerful movie about World War II. She's fucking going for the Oscars. Yeah, um, uh, the American Sniper. What else was nominated? There's a bunch of uh, Selma, Birdman. Uh, yeah. Did mm-hmm. I say Selma? Selma, yeah. Selma, yeah. That's what it's called, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did thought, you think you said Selma? I thought I said Salma like, there like for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Life and Times
1: of Selma. Hayek. <laughs> Check your battery. <laughs> uh, God, what else? What else was
0: nominated? Yeah, I don't know. Just I, I know. Just
1: predictable. Saint Vincent was overlooked, which is a, it's that's a you shame. You like that to me. one, right? I like yeah. that one a lot, and that one was up for a Golden Globe for Best Musical Comedy, mm. um, and that's where Grand uh, Budapest Hotel won. But I really, I thought that, I thought St. Vincent was amazing. I thought it was probably, it's probably going to be the most um, the, the most underestimated film of 2014. Wow. Uh, and Bill Murray's performance alone in
0: it was just fucking phenomenal. That's what I hear. Yep. Yeah. I need to see that one when it comes out. I'm trying to get the bomb. Oh, yeah. So it's American Sniper, Birdman, Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, the Imitation Game. Okay. I do hear good things about that. I liked Imitation
1: Game. I saw that one a while back. Theory of Everything. Um, my problem with Imitation Game is I think it got confused. Mm -hmm. a little bit with what it was that it wanted to be.
0: I heard it at the very end, that
1: third act, right? Yeah, the third act, it it completely takes a left turn. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wow, this would have been a lot more powerful of a movie had you just left that in and played that up throughout the film. Instead
0: of hitting you over the... Well, I think that's, from what I know from a guy who is sitting on the outside looking in who hasn't seen the movie... Uh huh. Anna, do you feel like it would have been as impactful yes. if you yes. would have known the entire time? It would have made okay.
1: me. It would have. It would. I would have invested more in that character. Yeah. Uh, I I would have been. Here's the deal. Do we want to tell the audience what we're referring yeah, to? Yeah. It, it. You know. You find out that the the Benedict Cumberbatch. This this movie takes place at the onset of World War II, and you find out like that the Nazis have this uh, this coding system named Enigma, and Benedict Cumberbatch and a few other people are brought together by MI6 to try to decode Enigma. Uh, which, you know, it's the sophisticated coding and it changes every day. And it was about these, you know, these brilliant people uh, who had to come together and try to figure out, they cracked the code. And then they kept it secret to themselves for a long time because had they just started like thwarting plans, the Nazis would have known, oh, yep. they've got our code cracked, change it. let's change it. So they just did enough to to make sure that they were able to try to make some changes. Uh, but in the third act, you get this the information that, Oh Benedict Cumberbatch's character is gay, yeah, and that's illegal in England, mm-hmm. and so he ends up getting like tried and 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 convicted yeah. for homosexuality yeah. and gets like chemically castrated because after of it. basically saving the world. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they they wait until the very end. To throw this in instead of, you know, this story. Obviously, yes, you know, it's interesting to see the story about these people that were trying to crack the Nazi code. But when you make that your main focus for two thirds of the movie. Throwing in the homosexual storyline <laughs> right. and all that—that's useless. You know, you may as well just stick with the cracking the code story because that's strong enough to stand on its own. Yeah. But because of the the outstanding circumstances here, you needed to outline and show that this was a man who was already dealing with his own problem. Yeah. And you—they're showing you—they were telling yeah. you the
0: story slowly as it was going on in the trailer. You could see if you yeah. know what what the what the real story is, the scenes between right. him and Kira Knightley—they're dropping you some nuggets. He
1: really wasn't. He wasn't facing that. He wasn't facing any challenges because of it throughout the course of the film. Just like in the flashbacks of his childhood, you know, at first you're just feeling like, oh, maybe this guy's kind of Aspergery and that's kind of what's going on. Yeah. No, like, it, this becomes a much more significant thing, but it didn't get the proper buildup. It wasn't—I mm. felt like they didn't do it justice Yeah. until the very end, and then you get the text, and it's like, he ended up killing himself, and da 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 da, <laughs> da like, and then back like in 2013, Queen Elizabeth pardoned him, you know, yep, and, yep. Po- posthumously. And, it's like, well,
0: that's the interesting part yeah, of the story. Exactly! Or tell that story, or tell the Enigma story, but maybe yeah. it wasn't successful combining the two. It, it, it was still a, a fine
1: film, uh, and I'm, I want to read the book. Mm. because I feel like I will get a better picture of what's going on with the story there. Uh, but as far as the movie goes, I'm not sure I would have given it an Oscar nomination. Yeah. I felt really strongly about it a month ago. Like I was like all over that. I was predicting it for the Golden Globes. I was like, oh, yeah, this one, this one, this one. Yeah. But the more I've been able to kind of digest it, I, I kind of feel like eh, mm, yeah. it's it, it's a little too simple. And And it didn't it didn't. Hit that bullseye, it missed it just a bit.
0: Uh, fair enough. Well, rounding out those nominations, uh, I, the last one I wanted to mention was Boyhood, which I have not seen yet. I just rented. Uh oh, not a fan. I think I'm going to like it. Yeah. Uh, I like me some Richard Linklater. Jeff's over here nodding, he likes it. I dig oh, Richard God. Linklater, but. I think he's going to get it. Uh, I think he'll get Best Director he, because it was ambitious. The,
1: yeah, it was ambitious, but at the same time, I thought that the performances were hollow, I thought that those yeah. were weak. I'm not impressed with the, I took 15 years to film a movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't care. Like I told, I, again, like I told Jeff, because we talked about this <laughs> oh, on, uh, on Afternoon Delight. Uh, I'm not impressed. If your movie takes super long to film, I'm not impressed by that. I'm also not impressed if you're able to film the movie in real time in an hour and a half. That doesn't, oh, you remember that movie? That, yes. That doesn't impress me. What does impress me is when you tell a, a good story, something that's going to engage me, and Boyhood didn't. All I right, just, I just I didn't. Well, I look forward to watching it now. <laughs> this this year has been the year of like I really like that movie. I just don't know if it was Oscar worthy. I no. felt that spoiler alert, guys. I felt that same way about American Sniper that it was really good. Yeah. I mean, there there is very little about that movie that I could pinpoint that was wrong, but it wasn't. Oscar worthy in my opinion well then what do you want to win of this list of eight I don't know honestly I think the movie I feel strongly about the most and I think I'm, you guys are going to disagree with
0: me I think Birdman oh I am going to disagree with you yeah uh, I was yeah. Not, a, not a huge fan no of that. I know I just I feel know. like it's much ado about nothing yeah and I, I, I know a lot of people feel that way but I know a lot of people are on, on, on your side Yeah, no, and no. I think it's got a good chance and
1: I can totally I can sit here and talk to you about it and I can totally understand why people don't feel that way about mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. it spoke to me it, it really and we I think we had a long discussion about this yeah we previously yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 we'll find i get them. <laughs> so um, talking about, uh, speaking of movies that won't win the Oscars. <laughs> Thank you, yes. Let's uh, let's uh-huh. talk about our movie for this week. This one was sure. your pick, Joel. It was. Uh, a follow-up to a very successful action movie. And one of my favorites. Um, yeah, mine too. And it was kind of a, would, would Speed be regarded as a sleeper hit?
0: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, because it was—it was a very low budget. It Kind of came out of nowhere. People kind of really weren't expecting much out of it. Unknowns. Keanu wasn't really a big name at this point, and nobody knew who Sandra Bullock was. Like no. she had done that. Uh, the vanishing. She the vanishing. She did the vanishing. She did the vanishing. She did the what's the potion number nine? Yeah, love potion, love number, potion nine. number nine. And, uh-huh. and I think this was her direct movie after that. Yeah, I think and so. You're that right. was the big story when this was released. A breakout role for Sandy Bullock. Yes, uh, and I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, the <laughs> follow-up. Not so much of a a breakout. Well,
1: they had some problems trying to get people to come back for the second movie. Keanu Reeves was like, okay, I can either do The Devil's Advocate or I could do a sequel to Speed. I don't feel like I'm ready mentally
0: or physically to do a sequel to an action movie. You know. Keanu Reeves gets a lot of shit for, you know, maybe being a bore, maybe not appearing so bright. I don't know what he's like in his personal life. Um, He kind of seems... I met him once. He was a nice guy. He's a nice enough guy, right? Yeah, Yeah, you never really hear anything bad about him. And he gets a bad rap, and uh, watching this again and reading that story about him turning this down, uh, and what he did instead, and then looking back at his career... He's done a fucking kick-ass job of picking movies, man. Yeah he, has. yeah, he has. He really picks movies that he doesn't want to do the same thing again. With the exception of the Matrix movies, but whatever. Right. Even those were ambitious in their I own. I feel right.
1: like I feel like when it comes to the Matrix movies, like they weren't shoveling that kind of money at him to do Speed Two. But when it came probably to the Matrix, not. they were like just blank blank check. How well, much?
0: Just I, you fill out the amount. I wonder if he probably signed a three-picture deal. Ahead of that, like not you know, it's one of those things where, hey, if we sequelize this, you're signing up. Nobody yeah. thought the Matrix was, was gonna be the the break. That's hit true. That it was. No, no, no. You're right. You're so right. He may have just kind of gotten snookered into that. Uh-huh. One, but uh, you know, he did Devil's Advocate, and then he did uh, even today with <laughs> Chain Reaction with, with John, Okay, well, I mean, but but at least <laughs> at least he's he's trying he tries, to do some different yeah. things. And yeah, he, he everyone he likes, has a few duds. He wants to be challenged. Yeah, exactly. John Wick apparently was a big hit. You like John liked that? Wick was good. It's on VOD now.
1: I'm gonna watch it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, no. John Wick was a fun movie. That was All right. That was one of my one of my favorites of this past year. Yeah. That like they, we had some decent little revenge movies that came out this past year.
0: Yeah, John Wick, The Equalizer, Taken Three. T- <laughs> <laughs> I just listened to the alls episode of that. Man, that one was rough. Yep, <laughs> I'll be movie. skipping that one. Yeah, Thank you very much. That's Thanks, bad. by the way. Hey, uh, listeners, if you're not uh, listening to those afternoon delight episodes that show up in the editing bay feed, um, and why wouldn't you? <laughs> um, oh, yeah, those are uh, just a little a little synopsis. Joe and uh, Jeff go out and watch new movies. Uh, and they'll come back and, and tell you about them, whether that's you should right. skip them or, or see them. And yeah. so I've, I've been following your lead. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Keanu um, passed on this, uh, and he man, he made the right call. He did make the right call, but you know who was almost in this movie? Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah?
1: Sandy Bullock was trying to get Matthew oh, that's right, because she agreed big to do the movie. Uh, and, and in return, she was going to get some financing for her movie Hope Floats. That's right. And so she was trying to find some people to bring in, and I guess there was this long list of folks that they were going to bring in. But one of the first ones was McConaughey, who she had just worked with on A Time to Kill. Yep. And he was like, "No, man, I ain't going to do it. I want to <laughs> star in that movie Contact because I like doing weird movies about being in space." I know it
0: was funny, like reading that list of people who turned down roles in this movie, and then the movies that they did instead. You know, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, you what uh, the um, the uh, Willem Dafoe role um Oh yeah, it was supposed to be Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman and he did Air Force 1 instead. <laughs> right. And, yep, right call. Yes. Right call there. Right call for Keanu. <laughs> um and even to an extent Sandy Bullock even though she's in this movie, uh, wanted to finance her little pet project. Yeah, so, that's right. She well she had a good, good business mind about it. Now, and so she ended up bringing Jason
1: Patrick in who like Yes. Nobody really remembered like no. he was just getting back into the kind of the spotlight because he had done the movie Sleepers with Brad Pitt. Uh, which was a powerful which film. I liked, yeah, really good Kevin movie. Bacon. Um, kind of mirroring a lot of the uh, uh, with the Scarlet Pimpernel, um, you mm-hmm. know, we're about revenge, about oh. coming back and getting revenge, um, and like the Count of Monte Cristo. It was very much like you know this this revenge flick. Uh, it was really well done. Jason Patrick, a really good emotional heavy. He does that well. If you've ever seen the movie Rush with Jennifer Jason Lee, not the Ron Howard Rush That's with right. the race car drivers, yeah. but the one where Eric Clapton did the song about his dead son, uh, he, he put that in there. Uh, that one was a really good movie, too. Jason Patrick does not scream action star. No. no, Even while watching this movie, there's nothing about Jason Patrick that screams action star. You
0: know, apparently he did a lot of his own stunts, though, and I'll give him kudos for that. Uh Um, The stunts that weren't CG, Uh, and there's some horrible CG in this film. Oh, there's some way bad CG. This is right, because when did it come on? 97. 97? So post-Jurassic Park World, but still to the point where... um, It costs a lot of money to make it look good. Yes, and this film—well, actually, this film had a pretty healthy budget. Yeah, and they just barely made that back. It was uh, a budget was 160 million. Box office was 164. (laughs) (laughs) But even that was like worldwide. That wasn't uh, domestic. So
1: crazy. So uh, yeah, and that's Uh, why you haven't seen Speed Three,
0: ladies and gentlemen. No, no, no. Or or, and this was a hard one to track down. Like it's, you, you it was said tough, it's,
1: yeah. It wasn't streaming. It wasn't on, on Netflix. Netflix. It's not on Amazon. Uh, you'd have to buy it if you wanted to watch it on Amazon. Yeah. It wasn't on Hulu streaming.
0: I wonder if a lot of that has to do with the length of this movie. This is a long film, it's Jeff. It's crazy long. And you Two know hours what? and one minute.
1: Nothing really happens until you hit the 50-minute <laughs> mark in this I like movie. The,
0: the face that Jeff just made when I said that. like He yeah. just took a bite out of a lemon. Yeah. He had no, his it, Renee Zellweger face. On. It's
1: so... Well, old Renee Zellweger face. Oh, my not, God. Oh not my not God. Renee yeah. Zellweger face. <laughs> uh, all right, so... They spent, and I don't know how you feel about this. I feel like they spent way too long at the beginning of this movie trying to explain away Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, while they're trying to explain him away, we're getting like this like action sequence with Jason Patrick, mm-hmm. where like he might not be playing the same character, but he's dressed up to look exactly like he Keanu Reeves. Is. Yeah. Um. And and it's this really bad chase sequence where he's chasing some truck around, and we learn that LAPD are probably the dumbest cops in the world when it comes to a high-speed pursuit.
0: (laughs) We didn't know that already.
1: Like, they they set up a roadblock, but then they don't have, like, a contingency plan where, like, okay, we're going to hide some cars here right? so that way when he comes in, we can box Box him him in. in. How... I'm, I've never worked on a police force, but even I'm like, let's box him in, right? And, and the
0: more frustrating part, okay, so they have this roadblock, and it's like on the side of a mountain. They're going around circles. uh, into dirt road, and this is a van. That we never get to see who's in the van, why no. it's being chased. There's no setup. It's literally the first time we see Jason Patrick. He's flying into the screen yes, on, a on a red a, on motorcycle. On a Ducati. Yeah, exactly. Where did he get the Ducati? Is that standard police issue? <laughs> I, I don't think so. Yeah, somehow, yeah, we're, we're joining... Uh, it, it's like you know when they have those serial uh, TV shows, yeah. Or Star last Wars, time just- on speed, <laughs> and we're just joining right in the middle. Um, so they're chasing this this van up 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 the hill, and here's the roadblock. The van sees it a mile away, uh-huh. hits the brakes, does a one eighty, and turns around. And then uh, the guy who was in the first piece is like, "All right, everybody. Matic. But th- nobody's in their cars. Everybody no, has their firearms drawn." The
1: Did you also notice before the van even
0: showed up, cops are doing silent hand
1: signals to each other? <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, like, Who's going to hear, like, hear you?" It's I'm okay. Mean, you could talk to each other. That's <laughs> totally fine. Uh, but no. Meanwhile, you, you've got uh, Jason Patrick chasing after this thing, and then you've got stuff falling out of the back of the van. It
0: felt like a video game sequence.
1: Well, it felt like it didn't matter. None no. of this mattered. We were—I tr- know—we were trying to set up the fact that, like, okay, he's a man of action. He, you know, we're, we're we're having to do all the work that we did in the first Speed movie in the span of three minutes that we have to set this character up. Um, meanwhile, while that's going on, we've got. Sandra Bullock's character Annie uh, taking her driver's test. I don't remember her being this
0: is dumb in the she's first so, one.
1: The, the, my note, Joel. Uh, so Sandy Bullock is now Mr. Magoo. She, is she she
0: is? Now, she's Mr.
1: Magoo. She's in like this mentally
0: movie. challenged yeah. because she's she's a grown woman. She's got to uh-huh. be in her late twenties, right? At right. This point. and poor Tim Conway you, that you may or may <laughs> Who, not remember. By from. the way, totally wins. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I in, love him in, in this.
1: every moment he's in in this movie. I know. Completely wins.
0: I had read that he was kind of hoping this was going to be a breakout role, like his big comeback role, uh-huh. like back into the, the consciousness of America. And he should have. Been. He was the, yeah, it the was most funny.
1: sincere and honest and funny performance in this movie that wasn't supposed so to be too. really a comedy. So
0: she's taking a driving test, and he's the instructor in the car, and, and she's, she's not um, – She's not just like missing red lights and and nervous and not signaling. She's cutting off cars. She's and flat stuff. out reckless. Joe, yeah. jo, there's that one truck that she cuts off. Like she's in the middle lane and goes to make a right hand turn in front of a truck carrying glass. Uh huh. And the, the entire thing just shatters. Yes. Glasses all. over. Like this is a multi thousand dollar accident that uh-huh. she caused. And, she and she just she's keeps just driving flippantly away. Flippantly talking about, oh, my ex boyfriend Jack was we such do, an asshole. We had some issues. And
1: I'm telling you, like there are better ways to build up your new protagonist. Than to just throw the one that we ended up falling in love with in the last movie out <laughs> of the bus. I, I don't know about you, but I felt like yep. I felt like I was that like I was the dude. I was friends with two people that were dating each other, mm-hmm. and they ended up breaking up. And like all the uh, one could do was bitch about the other. Yeah, and I kind of was starting to take the other one's side <laughs> just because they weren't there. And I'm like, man, I really would rather be spending time with
0: Keanu Reeves. Right now. <laughs> I know, right? Life imitating art. Yeah, art imitating yeah, I think
1: life. so. Until they got together in the lake house again, <laughs> the time traveling mailbox. Oh, they. Oh, I didn't yes. even think about yes, that. Yes, sir. That They're uh, reunited, mm-hmm. and it felt uh, mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you would say that. Uh, all right, so no, in this this movie, yeah. sets up you know that that Alex is his name. Mm-hmm. uh that he's you know he's a, a take no shit you know uh, living on the on the on the edge kind of cop mm-hmm. and what he's told Annie is also that he's, a liar, yes. he's just he's a beach bike cop like that's all he is mm-hmm. and so she just happens to end her driving test in the same location what the fuck where the co- like and really the cops knew they were going to try to bust somebody on this hill they didn't shut it down or something yeah like, exactly like it would have you know what would have made sense to me hmm. is if the construction crew ended up being undercover cops And once the van came through, they would close it down or something? That would have made sense. That would have been perfect. When you've got 20 cops with their automatic weapons all drawn and pointed in one direction, you're kind of planning on shit going down. And you've got a cop on a Ducati with a fucking sniper rifle attached (laughs) to his fucking back. Yes. And he's high-speed chasing after this truck. Uh Uh-huh. Really? Like that you don't have anybody keeping like that
0: pursuit area locked down. Yeah, she just wanders on it. Because uh-huh. everybody knows, you know, LA has like one street. Yeah. And that's if you right. drive long enough, everyone will run everybody into Everybody runs other. into the same. What <laughs> are the, the fucking thing. chances?
1: Uh but the yeah. chances were good. In this case, mm. they ran into each other mm-hmm. and Annie learns that Alex actually is on the "Quote unquote Suicide Squad." Yeah.
0: Maybe she needs to start uh, instead of uh, uh, externalizing. Maybe look inside and wonder why you keep being attracted to bad boys uh-huh. unconsciously. Yeah, I think it's daddy issues. Uh, clearly, yeah. Um, so she's adorable, <laughs> but she keeps falling in love with these. Uh, I don't know. Well, you, I mean, we know. We with know. Cops, we know, what we know. I mean, like, yeah. it's that's not why she fell in love with him. No. But it's not even it's not even the cop aspect. You said Jason Patrick was was kind of a heavy in other movies he's done. Yeah,
1: yeah, which was so weird to me because
0: there was no chemistry, no chemistry at all, <laughs> and he just comes off as a dullard. Yeah, and I'm like, this is not you gave up Matthew McConaughey. Well, I guess Matthew McConaughey gave you up for gave this. You up? Uh, but but you could have maybe found somebody else absolutely. To do this role. Yeah, I uh, mean, we had other action
1: stars, other like I'm sure you could have discovered someone new for this role. I mean, yeah. come on, yeah. Uh, but but they didn't, and so what we have we do we have Jason Patrick, the Lost Boys, Jason Patrick, <laughs> who's uh, who's now playing Alex, the new boyfriend. Uh, I, a movie that was obviously written to be Keanu Reeves yes, and and Sandy Bullock back together again going on. It's supposed to be their honeymoon. I'm almost convinced that in the original it draft been their of the honeymoon script right? it was their honeymoon. Yeah. Because they kept making a big deal about people saying, enjoy your honeymoon. They're like, no, we're, we're not, not married. married.
0: Yeah, well, but that was to set up the fact, the, the uncomfortable, like the, the elephant in the room that, uh, I, oh, you guys seem like a couple and you're right? not. Uh, the whole time he's, uh, th- this is part of his plan, this cruise. Okay, so. They meet up on the road. She me finds out it's a cop, and he's he's in deep shit. So the way he's going to make it up to her is, listen, baby, I bought this cruise. We're going to go on a seventy cruise. And I like- he has
1: the ticket <laughs> on him. He
0: just he was just in this high speed motorcycle chase. He could have been killed or or you know burned or something. But at
1: least he took his, his like- travel itinerary <laughs> for a cruise. I'm like pl- really? Pulls the fuck? two tickets out. Are you kidding me? The moment that happened, I threw to me, my fucking phone on the fucking desk. I you threw know why? my Pen at the fucking screen because
0: it's insulting. It's insulting to me as an audience yes. because I feel like the filmmakers are like if they don't see it it doesn't exist but we could have seen
1: it we could have seen it had you done it a little bit this movie like you said runs over two hours long yeah maybe cut out some of the bullshit in this movie and have a scene where they come back home and they have this talk and he's like well baby you know we see that he's got the ring there Mm -hmm. and he's got the fucking itinerary and he kind of like weighs like which one does he want to and so then he just comes at her with the tickets yeah and it's like hey how about we go on a cruise
0: yeah could have cut some time out of this opening action exactly. scene exactly forever with no consequence, right? Um, yeah, so I thought that was. I'm glad you yeah. picked up on that, Yo, too. Yes. Like, I got the tickets right here. Like, yeah. do you just keep them on your don't you have like a safe deposit box or an apartment or something? Alex
1: keeps personal travel itinerary on him while
0: engaged in high speed, high risk pursuit.
1: Uh, That's
0: that is the note right there. To save his place on him. Same thing with the ring, too. Throughout the entire movie, he's got the engagement ring like in his pocket. And meanwhile, all shit's breaking loose. Uh-huh. I'd, I'd I'd secure that somehow, maybe in a pocket with a zipper on it. Maybe um maybe if they
1: should have written this character so much like fucking Arthur Fonzarelli having to say he's sorry. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, motherfucker so aloof. Motherfucker could not just man up. and balls. say Like, hey, you. what do you think? Can, can you you want to marry me? You know what what about that? I don't know that's not a very romantic way of doing it, but still, but it's way more romantic
0: than the way it happened in the movie. How did they finally end up? It was oh, at the very end, the very end. Of but course. but
1: there's that moment where they're having dinner on the ship. Yeah. Do you remember this yeah. when they start talking about kids? Mm-hmm. And she's like, "So our kid." The one woman says, "Our kid's not on the menu," and Sandy Bullock is like, "No, kids are on the menu. Uh, it just depends on who's ordering."
0: Yeah. And then they start and talking they in the, code.
1: Yeah. And it's the, <laughs> it's the weirdest shit. I lost track. I don't think it made any sense. I, I stopped Because he, he goes. So uh, what if I want to? Ma- what if I'd like to order à la carte? Yeah. And she's like, well, you know me. I'll always give you service with a smile.
0: And I'm going, what? Is this taking a turn for the sexual? Yeah, right. Do you understand? Well, I guess understand? I'll have to <laughs> check with the chef. What are we talking right, about? Exactly. Are you eating your children? I have no idea.
1: <laughs> but also, like, okay, a la carte means, like, individually priced, right? Like, <laughs> you want to order? <laughs> yeah. So, so I get that. It's like, okay, maybe, you know, what what, do we, what would you say if I ordered a la carte? Okay, I get what he's saying, like, that we just kind of take we'll things as they come. We'll take it as, as, as a come. time across c- that ridge. Exactly. Rage. But then, yeah, like you said... <laughs> It just took a turn and it it became impossible to follow. Yeah. And I kind of feel like that was one of those moments where maybe. Jan de bon was like, just riff.
0: Just yeah. riff a little bit. <laughs> well, I just, we don't have anything written. Just riff a little bit. I wonder how much of it is like English isn't his first language, I think. But Jan, he
1: didn't write this movie.
0: I know, but when something's not working on screen that's dialogue heavy, yeah. I think he's just like, just 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 read what's on the page and let's get to the next action sequence, please. Oh, my please. God. And there's a lot of that. There's a lot of stuff that you could tell wasn't written on the page. Like um, a lot of Willem Dafoe stuff. Yeah, yeah I was just a- going to say
1: a- that. And I don't want to jump ahead too far. No, let's go ahead. But when when he takes Sandy Bullock hostage... The shit that's coming out of his mouth is—it's worse than like what a fucking uh, like a first grader could write. It, it, like th- I need an example because I forget. Okay, so they're on the like the double jet ski thing, uh-huh. and she ends up having the fucking brilliant idea only like twenty minutes later right. to hit the release lever. Yeah, and she starts driving away. and He's like, "Hey, wait! No, you're my hostage." Yeah, I was like. What? When, when did this become a fucking Dan Aykroyd movie? You know what? Like, I, what the fuck happened? I
0: read a quote from Jan de Bont when he was talking about the, when they were gearing up to make this movie. Uh-huh, no pun intended. Um, and uh, he was like, this one's going to be funnier. Like, that was, that was his comment. He wanted this one to be funnier. Because that's what we, we loved about the yeah, first. It's all the things you loved <laughs> about the, the first hilarious Speed movie. I mean, Hijinks.
1: I'm trying to think. Of, okay. there were, In Speed, you did have the bit in the very beginning where Keanu Reeves shoots... Uh, what's his name uh, from and, the newsroom uh, Jeff Bridges Jeff, no not Jeff Bridges damn it I do that every Jeff time Daniels Daniels, Daniels fuck <laughs> <laughs> you shoot the dude the dude shoot the dude ow you fucking fascist <laughs> uh, so no he shoots Jeff Daniels mm-hmm. and I think that was funny it wasn't funny because it was like ah this is gut wrenching this is belly you know it was funny because it was like oh we didn't expect that to happen
0: yeah no I think the comedy he wanted to, he was bringing in the form of those kind of side characters the other uh Inhabitants of the the cruise ship, yeah. Because you have these, and he kind of did it in speed a little bit with but Alan Steve was Ruck. Very, Alan Ruck was where, l-
1: where he's going through and he's relaying the the things back mm-hmm. and forth. Where he's talking about the bomb, and then Keanu Reeves looks at the bomb again. And he says something like "Oh shit" or "Oh
0: fuck," and Alan
1: Ruck is relaying it back to the cop. He
0: goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh darn," <laughs> which is funny. That was one time. Yeah, but but we've got these side characters that are that are out of. Uh, they're yeah. out of a Dan Aykroyd movie. It, it, it's like they're it does out does of planes, out trains, right. and automobiles. Yeah.
1: This is this is really weird. Like these characters did not belong in this world. No,
0: they're like sitcom uh, uh-huh. character actors, uh, yeah. and, you'll, and you'll recognize a lot of them. But they're kind of over the top. D- you know what it felt like? It felt a lot like a uh, a Michael Bay movie. You know how Michael Bay yes. always puts like some wacky like cameos in. Yeah, but yeah. but his 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 way of making things funnier just like do it louder and do it faster. Yeah, like just be. I have I have an issue with Michael Bay. You should. Um, we, we all should. Because I feel like he's he's a little. I don't, I, don't, I don't think he's consciously racist but all of his movies <laughs> there's always like some black character yeah. who always ends up like dancing oh, yeah. or is just like stereotypically uh-huh. over the top no you're right and, and if it's not, not a person a it's a way. transformer or it's a transformer oh he got a lot <laughs> of shit for that in the second jazz, one jazz in the second one he had Those twins, two little, twins yeah exactly yeah. Um, and that's how this felt it was just like wh- why are we taking this hardcore action movie here's the thing that Jan Duban and Michael Bay have in common Especially when they were
1: uh, up-and-coming filmmakers, Mm -hmm. they made great-looking movies. Mm -hmm. They had great eyes, amazing-looking movies. Their stories sucked. Yeah. But they at least made some... Like, I'll put the first Bad Boys. I'll even put Armageddon up. I like Bad Boys. And The Rock. Yeah. Great-looking movies. Mm -hmm. They were fantastic-looking movies. The stories were kind of like, what? Yeah. But for the most part they were great Saturday matinee kind of flicks. Yes. Oh, absolutely. It wasn't until like, you know, then he started doing like you know what? just shit like my my I turning liked point the island for the most part but
0: you know what my the island I think is his is his best I think film. Pearl Harbor was Pearl the Harbor turning was point. the turning point because that's when and it was on the heels of Titanic and uh-huh. everyone was like, "Oh, disaster movies that are going to resonate with America." What's uh, Pearl Harbor, do Pearl Harbor. They gave it to the wrong director. He did yeah. not show the reverence for that material Mm-mm. that it deserved and and everything devolved into and especially that last action sequence where uh, I was going to call him Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck. <laughs> well, he's going to be uh, Bruce Wayne. The so. other, yeah, exactly. Um, where they're just fl- it, 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 everything in his movies is always solved by violence and shooting uh-huh. and yelling while you're shooting simultaneously, yeah. and that is so. I don't know, like not anti-American for somebody who like has more American, like American flags in his movies per capita. Uh huh. Um, it's very. <sighs> We've talked about this before. Like, I like mm-hmm. my heroes to to outsmart the bad guys. Yes. I like them to, to 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 have the opportunity to kill the bad guy, and then they don't and uh-huh. they have mercy. Yeah, and when the bad guy still tries to kill him, then you, then you, know, you do it. which is what he did at the end of Bad Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, how did the uh, bad Boys at the end have? of Bad Boys
1: they had like the big the big car the the, the car chase I on the airfield, the chase. and then they they uh, crash the dude's car into uh-huh. the barrier. And then they had the chance to kill him, uh-huh. and you know Martin Lawrence was like, "Nah, man, don't do it." And then what? He had it, a gun. it ain't worth it. And he had, he had gun the gun hiding. He of had the course. gun hiding, and he was getting ready. And they saw the reflection of the gun on tay Leone's face. And then they <laughs> both they on her both face. Threw, yeah, well, well the, she the is quite pale. No, no, no. There, it was like the the <laughs> glint, the glint, the reflection of light,
0: uh, not the reflection. Oh, oh Not got the you. reflection of the gun. <laughs> that's what I was. But thinking. the
1: gun was reflecting light onto her face. Oh, okay. And so, like, and that Will Will Smith caught it and turned around, and that's bam, bam slow mo. Yeah, and they, and they shot. It was a good. It was a good action movie for what Bad Boys. I is. like Bad Boys a lot. It's a good movie. It's a good first movie for a director like and that. And that
0: is a good combination of comedy and action. Uh-huh. Uh, and this one just wasn't Speed no. 2. No, Speed 2 was not. Not insulting. Um, We haven't even talked. Can we? You, please, please gonna go, go, ahead. Somewhere a while? go ahead. I'm going to bring up the villain. We kind of touched on Willem Dafoe a little uh-huh. bit. Uh-huh. Um, He's maybe my favorite thing about this movie. <laughs> Uh, not his character but just his just his presence his performance yeah um, he, he he wanted to do this movie he said he wanted to be a villain in a, in a, in a big picture uh-huh. uh huh and I guess he hadn't had the opportunity to do it yeah well the Spider-Man movies hadn't come along no no, no yeah it was a good uh, three
1: three four years later yeah, I guess yeah. yeah
0: 2001 yeah 2002
1: wait he was a bit no that was Tom Berenger I'm thinking about Platoon Oh um, yeah, yeah. Where it's it's actually it's Willem Dafoe who was kind of the badass. That's right. And he had like Charlie Sheen under his wing. And then like when the shit went down and they were all running to the chopper, as uh, as Willem Dafoe was running off, uh, and the and the Viet Cong were taking him out. Tom Berenger was the one that was like no, and and you know just left him. That's right. So yeah, no, that was
0: God. That was that was a good movie. But I liked uh, him in this role. I liked him
1: in this role too. I'm sorry. I just, just I digress.
0: Of the, no, no, it's okay. Uh, because of the faces this guy makes. <laughs> Sinister. The dude has yeah. a face made for fucking villainy Can you imagine being married to that guy? Can you imagine like <laughs> making love? I would rather to not. Willem Dafoe? I would rather not. Just saying, actually. if you're like, what woman can be it? Like if the faces he's making while he's in this movie, like you know, grunting and you imagine him just like on a sweaty Willem Dafoe just going at you. Yeah. Uh, frightening. Why you like doing those are that things to me? that I don't know. I- <laughs> Why are you doing this? I'm doing it to myself too. <laughs> no, no, it's not he... just you. I'm just saying, uh, the guys. A, the guys, it's a, a, a weird looking fellow. Yeah, he's got a little bit of the rubber face going on. He's, yeah, he's, he does.
1: It's not bad though. He he does. I agree. He does do a good job. Um, it must be fun to
0: to play a villain role. When like you get
1: that. to play a villain role, and the problem is around this time, people, everyone was trying to to duplicate the Hans Gruber thing. Yep. You know, for the next after Die Hard came out, for the next ten, eleven, twelve years. Every action movie was trying to put together a Hans Gruber, mm-hmm. and they, they all failed for the most part. Really, they really weren't doing too well with it. Um, I did like Dennis Hopper in the first speed, and like some of his asides where he'd be like, that's some interactive TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, I love you, Dennis Hopper. You're He's so just good fun villain. to watch. Yeah, good villain. And I think one of the things that helped with Dennis Hopper was that he was kind of isolated. And that's where I'm going to say that I think yes. I think Willem Dafoe suffered from in this movie yep. was the fact that he was forced to interact with too many people while he was doing his thing.
0: Dude, this guy, <laughs> okay, so he, he went it alone. You compared him to Hans Gruber from, yeah. from Die Hard. If ever there were a, a villain that needed, that some, needed a crew. some help. This guy, an inside man. man. Jesus, yes. I was waiting for that to happen, but nope. He pretty much single-handedly does it. Yeah. Uh, where are my notes here? Because I wrote it down. It's like he's got to be. He's got to be a, a criminal mastermind. He's got to be a master thief. Uh-huh. First of all, he's got to be a computer genius because the whole story is he designed the software that yeah. makes the the ship run, uh-huh. and so he's able to hack into it. Exactly. Um, he's he's got to be a great actor because he like fools a bunch of people. Remember when he's he's pretending like he's yeah, drunk, drunk, and goes he goes into, into the, the, the yeah, cockpit and he's what like. Do they call Call that in like, a boat? Yeah, it's not it's the boat? It's nothing cockpit. cockpit. Uh, the,
1: the captain's corners. What no, the fuck that's would his, they call that? Oh, the, bridge, that is, yeah, the, the bridge. The bridge. The bridge. My bad. You. The bridge. You think
0: all my years of watching Star Trek? I mean, right.
1: I mean, well, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm like, yeah. God damn it! What do they call that?
0: But he's acting like he's drunk and he's falling down. And as he falls down, he like places a a, 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 yeah, a monitor. Or yeah, a transmitter. The, a transmitter. Thank you on the bottom of the. So he has to be all of these things and he is mm-hmm. uh, oh and then he just happens to be able to have to know how to drive a boat yeah and then he's getting into like fist fights with uh, Jason expert. Patrick yeah he's an explosive expert let's break it off let's let's have this guy have a crew and then if you want to do the joker thing where he kills them off as it goes along and uh-huh. we're left with him at the end fine but totally unbelievable and totally unplausible mm-hmm. that he was able to pull this off to on do every at one point in this movie he's in five different places at the same time Oh yeah! In fact, I think they
1: when they went to edit this movie, I think they edited it out of order. Oh, because you know you've got the part where he's got like the headphone in and he's going doing all those things and he's he's hacking some of the computer systems. Yeah, and like I love that in like 1990 whatever. Yeah, seven. anyone can apparently down and upload something to a computer when it still takes. 25 minutes <laughs> for me to upgrade software on my Xbox One in 2015. I know. This is, but a- he's able to download shit and it's like two seconds. Bam, I'm good.
0: This is exactly. I was listening to you guys talk about Taken Three uh-huh. and the USB port in the uh, the cop car. Yes. And he like plugs it in and how long? Immediately. To-
1: and also it was just immediate. He
0: put it in. It's like downloading all police records. Yeah, it's like a terabyte like, worth. Really? Of- <laughs> you could that could, that just happens. I also like the fact that um. So he has this little portable laptopish computer. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh go ahead. Go we move ahead. On. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No,
1: okay. So he's got the laptop. Thing and he's got his headphones and he kind of Downloads something mm-hmm. and then The next time we see him he's acting drunk In the bridge and he, he puts the, the Transmitter yeah. in Yeah. Then the next time we see him, he's got the backpack and the ear thing in again. Oh, and he's going, he's kind of hacking something else. Interesting. I think they edited that out of order a little bit for to try to make it move better, I guess. <laughs> I mean, we are still at like the, I'm pretty sure we are at the 50-minute mark of this movie. Yeah.
0: And still, really, nothing has happened Oh, yet. it was a long time before yes. the shit heart starts to hit the fan. While we're on this topic, though, Please, of, of Rome Defoe. Geiger, I guess I should say. Is his Geiger. Note. And um, so he's got this little portable laptop computer, and he's able to control and set off bombs because all these things he's planted across. He's able to steer the ship and control you uh-huh. know, which doors are closing. Uh, and yet, so at the end of the movie, he's driving away with Sandy Bullock on this boat and he's still like getting signals and <laughs> control. Is. Motherfucker, I can't get Wi-Fi in the hotel <laughs> right. lobby of the Marriott I'm staying in. This guy's got like a two-mile radius around this cruise ship with his little fucking 1997-era oh, yeah. Easter his, computer. His Motorola. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think... This was right on that precipice where like You know, Windows ninety eight wasn't even out. I don't think a lot of people knew how technology I loved I
1: loved what people would say in this movie Mm -hmm. where they're like, Oh my gosh, you know, he must be he must be a genius. Uh well well what does he have? What does he know? He knows computers. Like
0: yeah, they I know. would use oh.
1: terminology like he knows computers. This one, <laughs> the computer was still
0: kind of like that's what <laughs> the personal computer was still kind of a mystery to people. That's what my dad would tell my grandparents. Like, what does Joel do now? He works on he's computer genius. He works on computers because I know how to re- reboot his yes. Windows ninety eight machine. All of a sudden, I'm a fucking hacker. I'm, right. I'm Edward Snowden because you're, you're Geiger. I can restart. I am Geiger. You are. Uh, one other thing, while we're still talking about him, Joe, what was up with the, the leeches? So he had copper in his blood
1: yes. because he spent so much time around computers. Yeah, that's that what it was. Here's the Somehow. thing: he didn't even need this. We didn't no! need it because you do something like that to try to make your villain uh, some kind of a sympathetic character. Yeah, yes. And when he's not, he's not sympathetic at all. No. He's complete. He's just evil to his core. Yeah. You don't need the leeches thing. No. And they they go in at one point and They're like, "We got a really sick guy here." That's right, Alex. <laughs> yeah. You know, like he's talking them through. I loved, I loved watching this movie. Uh, in this respect, that I felt like we got to see the origins of Green Goblin. I was just thinking that, movie. even the voice you just did right now, yes, and
0: the faces he makes later on—that's
1: Green Goblin-ish. Uh huh. But, but no, we didn't need that. We didn't need the leeches. We didn't need to make him like, we like. What's his weird quirk? Yeah,
0: that was so '97. though. I know it's a scene where he's like in his in his cabin and he's setting up and he's putting the bomb in the golf gloves, um, the golf balls, and.
1: Uh, Real leeches?
0: Oh, oh yeah. Uh, those are real oh, yeah. leeches. This was not CG. There's can no you, way they'd be able to do that. Can you
1: imagine? Like somebody came up to you, like asked you to film something. Like, okay, Joel, uh, all I want you to do in this scene is uh, here's I got a jar of leeches. <laughs> Just put those leeches on your
0: chest. Uh, oh, like, oh, you mean so like on the prosthetics that are going to be on my chest, right? No, no, no. Right? no clear...
1: uh, you know, on your real chest because we're going to need to get a little bit of blood. Uh, okay, but these are going to be dead leeches, right? That they're not. No, actually... no, no, no. Actually, we found that it works better if we put real live leeches uh, on you. Okay. Um, I'm going to call my lawyer.
0: Uh, I'm going to read the fine print because I'm pretty sure <laughs> so, the insurance company's so going to have an everything, <laughs> issue.
1: How everything would have worked out. That is how it would have worked out. There's no way. But somehow, they went to Willem Dafoe, I think someone he who was fucked an established up. actor, yeah. and he was like, okay, I'll do whatever it is you
0: want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's loving it, too. Yeah. And he's like talking he's to them, my little, to them. He's my like, little pets. He's my little
1: nurses, my lifesavers. <laughs> uh, you was, take care of me, babies. I'll take care of you. Yeah.
0: Ooh, yeah. what? I noticed they only got two in before they cut uh, two leeches on That's this body. That's two more than I would have done. Uh, you know what? I probably would have done that. Nope. No, you don't think so. Nope. I mean, leeches. First of all, they nope. take a couple of seconds to f- stake out. They're like a dog when they're getting ready to sit down. They'll circle around a little bit before they finally sit. Uh uh-uh. uh They got to find that nope. vein. No, that's okay.
1: I don't want it. <laughs> no, I don't just... want. I don't want fucking anything cutting into me and sucking my blood what, out.
0: This is a good aside. What's what? Or I hope it will be. What's the most you've done for for your art? What? what uh, you ever broken any bones? Any lacerations? I'm trying to ever think. Ever kiss somebody? you Weren't attracted to? Uh, I mean, I'd probably I'd kiss, a lot. I had to kiss a man. <laughs> no, no. somebody you weren't attracted to.
1: Uh, somebody. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> I had to wear assless chaps on stage. once. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Not comfortable. Uh, no, <laughs> no. It wasn't at I feel all like they'd be very but free. God damn it! I was in way better shape than like uh, I was. At, I was in my prime. I this was in, Roachman era. No, no, huh? no. This is pre-Roachman oh. era. This was college, and like I was in great shape. I looked really good. And so, like, I go back and I look at those pictures now, and I'm like, well, if I was ever going to do it, <laughs> that was the time. Because I, you know, I, I, I was, I was, I don't know, what, I just had great genes when I was a younger, uh, youngin'. Um, but, like, I, I had that, like, <laughs> I, had a, I had a great ass. I had a great ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> like Al oh, Pacino. When I was fucking 20 years old, 19, 20 years old, I had a great ass. Uh, and you got and your head <laughs> all oh, the oh, way Bernard! up it. <laughs> <laughs> um, other characters. Other characters. Are we done with movie. Geiger? Yeah, for uh, well, for the time being, I think
0: we're oh, going to yeah. come back oh, to him. We will be revisited.
1: Um, Joel, let me ask you this. Okay. Let's suppose that you were on a cruise. Okay. You and your wife, and you bring your deaf child with you. Yeah. And you look over, and <laughs> you see a random creepy guy like <laughs> signing <laughs> yes, to your daughter. Yep. Uh that's, that's creepy, right? Like, I'm, I don't care how heroic this character ends up being in a movie. At the, as a viewer, I felt creeped
0: out that he was like, he was doing like the, the mouthing, like, Yes. At the very least, I'm going to call the waiter and attempt to be reseated outside of uh, viewing distance uh-huh. from this guy. Yeah. Uh, the most, I'm going to get up myself and walk over and be like, WTF, motherfucker. Uh, like right. You got it. Why are you oogling my 13 year old? That Uh, that maybe I would have been a
1: little less antagonistic about it, but I'd have walked over and I'd been like, "Hi, my name's Joe. How are you? What are you guys (laughs) enjoying yourselves? Uh, Cool. All right. So I see you know sign language." Um, there you go would you like to to talk to my daughter yeah. uh what, it's a nice passive what, why aggressive are you way to do why it. are you why are you signing or signing to her from across the table yeah. it would be a lot more comfortable for me yeah. as her father if you would come walk over <laughs> introduce yourself to all of us yes and then you can you know if you see that she speaks sign language we would like to sign with you we know sign language as well
0: so this is introduced early on very early on one of the scenes where this uh, is still
1: like we're half hour in the movie
0: this is like maybe the second of five times he almost proposes to Sandra Bullock uh-huh uh and yeah, little deaf girl, he notices they start signing. It's not really explained why he knows. Si- well, he says, I wanted he to, wanted learn, to another learn another language. language. I thought it was, all right, fine, whatever. I was waiting for that. Like, I even wrote in my notes, oh, Chekhov's gun. We're, we're, this right. is going to come into play later. This is going to come into play. There's going to be a scene where she's on. Uh, he's Geiger's running around with a machine gun or something, and and he can't get to something, and sh- she's next to it. And she's they have in to, the window, like there's there's it's soundproof glass or something. Yep, and they have and to remain quiet. The, and yeah. he's signing to her, "Hey, throw me the throw yeah me, that give me the I'll give you the whip, there that sort go. of thing." There you go. Uh, that's not how it played. No. She just gets locked in an elevator. She's just a kid with a disability. When all hell is breaking loose. And that's
1: why. She can't
0: hear what's going
1: on. Mm-hmm. The she sirens just knows are going the, off. She knows the elevator went off. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> and then she has to be saved. It was useless. And you know, it's it's funny that you bring that up because this is completely unrelated. Uh, when we went and saw American Sniper today, mm-hmm. there's something that I thought they check off gunned, and I thought it was going to come in handy a little bit later. Uh, when Chris Kyle's going through his sniper training, mm-hmm. he's laying down, but he has one foot, like, up, you know like when you're when you're laying down as a sniper you have your feet duck spread feet. duck yep. feet well he had one foot up and you see like as the he's training a dude kicks it out from underneath him and then the movie goes on and we kind of see like the rival sniper later in the movie and he's got the the foot up oh. and i'm like I got, Chris Chris that's is going to fucking see that His literal Achilles and, heel. Yeah, his Achilles heel, and he's going to notice it, and that's how he's going to give away his
0: location. Ah, nope. Nope, doesn't come back into play. You think maybe it was on the cutting room floor? I have no idea. Or just wouldn't work into the story I at all.
1: Maybe or. it just didn't work into the story at all. It was just kind of the way that the actor laid when yep. they when they filmed that scene. But no, <laughs> the, and, and the thing is, Joel, this isn't the only case in this movie where they kind of set something up, they check off gun something, and then like it doesn't really come to play later on in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the uh, there's this whole thing about like these people are uh, are you know Weight Watchers we're we, you know we're we're fat friends or oh, whatever. Oh yeah, is. and I kind of thought well maybe that's going to come into that like you know. It, because they have that whole moment when they're trying to evacuate the ship and like, all right, we've got to go ahead and we've got to equalize, we've got to equally distribute the weight. Yeah. I thought that was where, like, it was the going to come couple. back into play. This is our moment, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would have been funny. And it never, it would have been funny. Yeah. And it never came into play. No. Like, this... They were just—they setting things up, and then they were never knocking the domino down yeah. to move on to the next thing. Yeah,
0: I don't get it. Mm-mm. I just think that was supposed to be a fun... Hey, these, these characters are comical, because they're overweight. I like how we can still make fun of like overweight people in yeah. movies. Like That's the last bastion of comedy. <laughs> no, it is. I mean, you want to have a... We mentioned Michael Bay earlier. Yeah. All of his, his uh, comic relief characters are always That's true. fat That's true. guys. Uh Oh, there was another side character I
1: wanted to talk Dante? about. Dante? The only side character that gets a name? He's taking their no, picture we have, we when have, they get up when they get up into the uh, Oh, the, the oh boat, the, yeah, that's right. And he right takes a the, picture. He's like, "Alright. You know what? Just find me. I'm Dante." And then when they're trying to do the lifeboat thing and he falls over the side, I swear to god, Sandy Bullock at one point is like, "Alex, Dante, <laughs> I'm like, you would not fucking remember this guy's name. No, there's yeah. no way. And I love that. Oh, oh, the one guy who told you his name is in trouble. You better go save him. Uh, yeah. And that's that's when Jason Patrick got off his ass, jumped on the boat, and saved this guy. I forgot about. But that. fucking after that, this Dante character, it just kind of he just shows up. Yeah. Like when you need him, when you need him most, <laughs> like a good neighbor, Dante is there, <laughs> <laughs> and he just pops up and he's like, "What's up?" And you know helps Jason Patrick get back on the boat. Uh, I felt like they tried to do too much mm-hmm. in this movie. There was far too much going on. There was more peril in this movie, more more different instances of peril in this movie than in that fucking Poseidon remake. Oh my god! Yeah, uh,
0: and it was it it, it was to very. Very little effect. It was it was it was Titanic in its scope. I mean, like it was trying to. We got to see all ports parts of the boat sinking. We got to be down in the you know when it's flooding, and there's some a couple of scenes where you know the water's rushing up. I always get very claustrophobic during scenes like that. Mm. Um, and then yeah, at one point they're uh, trying to slow down the boat, and so they're gonna they're gonna sabotage the propeller that's uh-huh. still going. And so Jason Patrick is literally under the cruise ship underwater, yes, like trying to lower. What is it? It's moving like
1: a, at like seventeen knots. Yeah, you which know? is a good clip. It's a good clip. So he's underwater, but apparently, it, it looks like he's just scuba diving comfortably. Well, it looks
0: like he's on a green screen, is what he's, it looks like oh Joe. Oh my is, god, it was so bad. Pretty. And at so what point, bad. when you're the producer of a movie like this, and you're like, all right, we're gonna. How, I see this on the on the in the script. How how's it gonna work on screen and paper? Like, show me the demo reel of the production company that's gonna. Who would sign off? On, I, have, I have no idea. Like this it's is when you'd be for, like
1: for spending 160 million dollars yes, back in 1996. Well,
0: do you know where a big chunk of that budget went though? Was uh, apparently they spent 25 million on that last scene where um, the ship, where the ship comes into St. Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they basically built that city. They they built all of on these, rock and roll. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, Oh, I'm tempted to sing it, but I'm not going to <laughs> we built this. City. Hey, hey. <laughs> and uh, ooh, adding that to the karaoke list. Uh, and yeah, uh, the, the ship just like crushes it it's it's only down to like seven or eight knots, and then it just like plows into this. <laughs> we know this story because
1: the poor fucking Irish actor that they hired with the long hair. He's yes. fucking. His whole job in this movie is to tell us how fast the boat is going. Yep. Now that's you fine. mean Scotty from Star Scotty Trek. From Star Trek, uh, I give it an hour. Eleven gut knots, Captain. ten knots. He yells, nine knots. All of his. He, I'm slides. pretty sure he's alone in the room at this point. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and even if he isn't, I'm pretty sure that's they filmed him by himself yep. and just went. All right, we're going to shoot you. You just to react. <laughs> Um,
0: is that your Yon de Bunt? That's like my Yon them. de like
1: Uh And so, uh, so what kills me is I'm totally fine with you giving the speed of the boat until you hit land. Yeah, once then it you, doesn't matter. Once you've hit land, it doesn't matter.
0: But he's still announcing it. He's like,
1: three knots, <laughs> two knots. And at one point, he's on the ground, and he's yeah. still announcing. He's like, one knot.
0: It's like an airplane uh, when uh, the plane has already like crash-landed. <laughs> yes, and, uh, and, Leo, uh, and uh, what's his name? Uh, not Liam Neeson. Leslie uh, Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen Nielsen. Nielsen. Comes in, and he's like, I just want you all to know. Yep. <laughs> We're all counting on you. Yes. <laughs>
1: Uh, So, no, the the ship I don't know if you noticed this The ship actually crashes And it stops It is at a dead stop And it kind of leans over Uh And they cut back to that guy And he goes Zero knots. <laughs>
0: yes. We got it. We got <laughs> Thanks, it. Scotty. We're not moving anymore, asshole. <laughs> You've served your purpose. It was
1: the worst. That was the worst. You also- talk about feeling insulted. Yeah, that is definitely one of those instances where you're like, out. "We got." You've wasted seconds of this film filming this guy and putting him in here mm-hmm. when you could have done other
0: things. Yeah. You could have shaved so much time off this movie. I like how, um, a- as it comes to a rest, it's crushed all these houses and in the-, in the dock and everything. Uh-huh. And the last thing, it's coming up to a, a bell tower and the uh, the bow of the the <laughs> boat just like
1: bang Oh I was my
0: like God. Eh, that's, that's a nice little touch is, uh, one more oh go ahead no no you go on one more side character I want to talk about we haven't even mentioned yet fucking Jango Fett Jango Fett Jango Fett's in this movie Samura Morrison a sizable role too uh-huh. like he's I think he's like fourth or fifth built yeah the moment he walked up I was like is
1: that fucking Jango Fett
0: yeah that's fucking Jango Fett <laughs> yep sure was
1: nice Better in, be
0: the only other movie he's ever been in yeah, and better in this film than uh, yes. the uh, Clone Wars the yep. sequel are um, we
1: are we saying that Yon de bon is a better director than George Lucas n- uh because I don't care one no. way or the other.
0: I really don't care. No, anymore. I don't think so. Okay, <laughs> you still think George
1: Lucas is stronger?
0: Oh, oh no, no, no! I'm saying the opposite. I'm sorry. No, okay. no, no. Yondu Bond is definitely Debon's better, better. Than, than he
1: is. Do you see that that Strange Magic movie's coming out this weekend? <sighs> I keep seeing commercials no. for it. it I, there's like there's no nothing... pub for it. Though. Like I've seen commercials, but like other than
0: that, I, I think I've only seen the trailer twice in the theater for it. I feel, I feel, Joe. At this point, it's like. It's like making fun of a special needs child. Like I've, I just feel bad. <laughs> it's like oh, George, just just stop, just, just stop. Stop. Because you get the feeling that's like oh, I'm sold off my Star Wars franchise. to uh, Now I'm going to create the new yeah, franchise. There's nobody who can tell me what I can't do. <laughs> no and... one's going to take Willow away from me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it just doesn't look. It no. doesn't look creative or funny or any of the things you want when you go to a movie-going experience. Did
1: Willow fall under that that whole Lucasfilm's thing? Yeah, but I like Willow. So no, but what I'm oh, asking. Oh yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Does
0: Disney own Willow now too? Oh, that's a good... They must, right? Because they bought Lucasfilm, and that's a Lucasfilm. I film. would love yes. to see... Remake? A remake of Willow with Disney at, the,
1: at Disney at the fucking helm. That would be really... We're going to talk about that. I think Willow's going to come up in 2015. Oh, yes! Yeah, I think we're going to have to do oh, that. Oh, there's a lot
0: to talk shit about that movie.
1: So I have a, a news flash for all of you Doctor Who fans mm-hmm. who think you're being really original and Doctor Who... Uh, uh, savvy for having your wedding wearing a suit while wearing chucks with it.
0: Oh, yeah. Speed 2 did it first. They did it. That's you were right.
1: totally having a Speed 2 wedding <laughs> and not a Doctor Who wedding. And what was his excuse for it? That they didn't have size 11 dress shoes. in
0: his dress shoes, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: so he's wearing the chucks. The moment that happened, I, <laughs> I was like, fuck, fuck me. I was in two <laughs> Speed 2 weddings in the past two years. <laughs> this is horrible. Um, uh, well, the, what um, was the other one? It was for Jason. Yeah, uh, I was there. Uh, And also I uh, Matthew. And th- it was three of them. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. We, we stood next to <laughs> Jason, my friend Matthew, mm-hmm. and also for Shannon's wedding, my buddy Shannon's wedding. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's and James thing to is do. four. Wow, four of
0: them. Can we, all right, let's officially retire it then, everybody. Yeah, let's retire.
1: But all new, I'm new saying is, is, all I'm saying is, we all need to understand. <laughs> as much as I hate saying it, like this hurts my heart. I can tell. Speed Two did it first, and that sucks. <laughs>
0: I like uh, before I get off a of Django Fett There, um, he, he does a pretty good job. He's like the the de facto captain after the captain is thrown overboard by Willem Dafoe. He's in charge now, and he has to make the hard decisions. Uh-huh. But he basically just yells at Jason Patrick over the intercom <laughs> yes. for the last half of the movie. Yeah, and like, there's a moment where it's like the ship is flooding. Jason Patrick is down there with, I think he's down there with Dante, with Dante. right? Yeah, and they're trying to get out. And um, you know, Django's talking to him over the intercom. If you can hear me, pick up the phone, <laughs> pick up the intercom. And so Jason swims over to the intercom. And he picks it up. And he's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Jango Fett says." We're running out of time. <laughs> you fight. You I could have been swimming towards the escape hatch if you wouldn't have wasted the last 90 seconds. Uh. <laughs> I Thanks, you, Django.
1: Where I thought you were gonna go is the whole like that. He's like, just Jason Patrick says, just keep talking. We'll follow your voice. Yeah, and he hangs it up, and I'm like, the fucking intercoms coming from everywhere. <laughs> like, what, <laughs> That's a good point. What are you talking about? <laughs> we're gonna follow your voice,
0: there and are then speakers. also,
1: like, whenever he's underwater, he still hears what Django Fett's saying. You know, I thought about that. You can you can hear underwater, it's right? Muted though, but it, it is, is very... not as
0: clear as they were portraying.
1: Yeah. I agree. Um, all right, so I do want to go back to the the creepiness with the little girl. Okay, Drew, uh, Drew. with Drew. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you noticed this, mm-hmm. but the scene after he was like flirting and like and signing with the little girl, and there's even a point where he saves her later on. Yep. And she's like, I just wanted you to know that I turned 15 this year. (laughs) And he says something like, you know, uh, relationships developed under strained circumstances never work out.
0: He says the exact same thing that Sandy Bullock says at the beginning when she's telling Tim Conway about why her and Keanu didn't get together. Didn't get together. It's relationships based on extreme circumstances never work out.
1: That's creepy. It's creepy that he went there, like, immediately that she said well, I'm 15, and he went there as in, like, it's... Re- she could have just been scared and just, like, wanted someone to no, know, like, she was I'm totally. gonna be. She wanted some
0: Jason... Did Jason you, Patrick Did B. you
1: notice the movie... That he was watching with Sandy Bullock when he had puked. Lolita? It was Lolita. Was it really? Yep. No. It was the
0: original Lolita. Uh. So that doesn't that give you kind of a creepy feeling now? No, it does. Well, it gave me a creepy feeling whenever you've got it like a prepubescent girl yeah. confessing love for another. Uh-huh. Man. I mean, I know that happens and I know it's cute sometimes. It wasn't done very cute here. It wasn't done, I mean, done very cute. I don't cute know if it t- was creepy, but you've got to understand like there's a, an art to filmmaking, ladies and
1: gentlemen. Oh, this is intentional. And when, you, when you pick certain films, like they picked The Enemy Below because it was a, a like a, a maritime war movie, uh, they picked Lolita for a reason. <laughs> Lolita is picked for a reason. There's nobody who's just like, well, we need a random movie to have them no, watching No, because you have to get that movie. shit
0: clear. Yes. And it could be months of negotiations. So
1: someone and... said, I want that movie where the older man falls in love with a preteen girl. <laughs> And I want to put it in my action film Ugh. where an older man, like, saves. sign languages and flirts with a young girl at dinner and yeah. then saves her later on.
0: Oh, you know those Europeans.
1: That's so weird to me. <laughs> like, that gave me such a weird oogie feeling. Uh, Didn't even pick up on that.
0: Do you think that actress was actually deaf? I think so. I think so, uh-huh. too. Um, and there was there was something a little genuine about what it was I, that she okay. was doing. I think so too. And uh-huh. if, if so, I'll give her a pass for the kind of like moaning or humming that she's doing she when humming, she's in the yeah. uh, elevator.
1: Uh-huh. Not,
0: not not uncomfortable. Like I'm I'm, I'm trying to be what I'm understandable. Saying,
1: I I understand where you're coming from on that. And also you could you would think that maybe like the foley guy or the sound guy would have just cut that out and just put some different Audio over it, yeah.
0: Or instead of just having her humming, yeah, because that was a little. It was in between, and that's why I wasn't sure whether she actually was or not, because it seemed like maybe somebody who wasn't deaf who was trying to emulate the noises of somebody who is, uh-huh. um, instead of somebody who genuinely makes those
1: noises. See, the way that it played out for me was it wasn't a deliberate thing one way or the other. Mm-hmm. It was that they uh, they captured that that was part of the yep, ambient noise while she was doing her thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so uncomfortable because it kind of held a little long when she's coming out of the elevator, chef. Mm. Yeah, and mm. so even just as a, as a filmmaker, I would have probably cut that just because it, it's awkward. It's it's an awkward does moment. Does that say more about us though than it does? Though. I don't know. Maybe if they're it the does. better people. For I think keeping it's it in. because we've done it before and we understand yeah. like the the importance of you know when that guy when you're on a film set and somebody says, "All right, everybody, be quiet. I need to get room tone." Mm-hmm. That's, that's why. You, you get it so that way you're not getting awkward ambient noise. You can kind of plug this stuff in. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so no, that was... That was, <laughs> that was odd. The, um, what do you there, there's this There's the moment when they start... Um, where everything kind of goes to shit. And mm-hmm. uh, Willem Dafoe has the crew like, start evacuating everybody. And he goes into the safe, because we find out earlier in the movie, while they're doing the dinner, that like these fantastic jewels are on the boat. Mm-hmm. And if you don't think that that's going to come into play oh, later on, yeah. they may have off, gunned a whole bunch of other shit. But when they start in- introducing those jewels, yeah. you know that's going to be part of this thing. Which, honestly... That could have just been his plot. Like, it didn't need to be some dude who's dying and he's just trying to live a little bit longer and he's just trying to get his own. He could have just been like this, this fucking brilliant international jewel thief. Yeah, and like this was his next score. Yeah, and maybe he had an inside guy. I thought it would have been a lot more interesting if like that Tamura Morrison guy Mm -hmm. was actually part of the inside crew. I I was waiting. Somebody was an inside man. Yep. But no, it it didn't work out like that at all. (laughs) And it could have just been I'm stealing these jewels. I know. Regardless. You would think that, like, there is someone on this boat whose job it would have been that in the event of an emergency, yeah. because we have these oh, yeah. priceless jewels on board, call. we would go get them. Like, they would stay with the jewels the entire time, and if an alarm went off of some sort, these guys would fucking gather them, Yep, and we're on our way they to the a, door. They
0: get a boat of their own.
1: Exactly. Uh, on that same token, mm-hmm. you would think that the city of St. Martin would have someone whose job it is <laughs> to watch... They a ha- pretty good distance away. <laughs> they have
0: that per- handy little bell tower there <laughs> right. where you can see for miles and miles. And, and go, instead huh? we're stuck with like a nine-year-old child who's the only one who realizes who there's a fucking cruise liner coming towards the coast. Right. Yeah. So
1: you would think that there was someone whose job it was to guard the coast. I don't know. <laughs> maybe a coast guard yeah. of hmm. some
0: sort. Love that.
1: To see this boat coming in at full speed. They're not changing course. They're going after this they're they're aiming right at this oil tanker. And nobody's like, hey, uh John, do you see that fucking boat out there? (laughs) Like, it's way far out. Okay, guys, uh, this boat isn't responding. Uh, We need to get that oil tanker up and going. At this point, we still have a half hour (laughs) that you can get those engines going and you get out of here uh, and we'll get on the uh, the horn. I can't believe this is the first time that anyone's ever had to worry about a fucking runaway cruiser or a ship of some sort, (laughs) no matter how big or how small, running into a port. And And that's the kind of stuff that pisses me off when characters and, and civilizations in a movie are so stupid. Yes. That, like, this giant cruise ship is coming in, and people are still, like, skiing, water skiing and, like, fishing. I know. And they're, like, t- yelling at this giant cruiser, yeah. hey, hey, get out of got the right the of way.
0: Uh, clearly, this isn't <laughs> modus operandi. Something has gone wrong, and the authorities need to be alerted. <laughs> yes. Uh, Joe, you also bring up probably my largest uh, issue with this film, uh-huh. uh, and it's with the title. Yeah. Because this is speed. This is speed to speed. <laughs> I've, fast. Got this, no, I've got well, to know. I've got to I've got it. I've because got No film it. is more glacial in L- its pacing. Laborious. <laughs> laborious is another word. The, the, uh-huh. So we start off with the motorcycle chase at the beginning of the movie. And like, just, okay, it's fast speed. Uh-huh. This makes sense. But everything else is so just methodical and everything takes forever. It takes a half an hour to turn the boat. And so we get to see. <laughs> This, these scenes drawn out for five, ten minutes. Oh, yeah. It's
1: There's not, and they, they try, Joel, they try so hard with a lot of these camera angles and stuff to make it look like,
0: uh-oh, the ship is moving in.
1: Like, right. But there is Even nothing. those feel slow. Those feel so slow.
0: When the only There's, reference you have for speed is like the water that's being dispersed hence, around hence
1: it. the dude who's telling you how fast the yeah, boat is yeah. going. Yeah, when
0: it has to be telegraphed. That, because
1: uh, it doesn't—it just doesn't translate. <laughs> thinks, the speed of a boat, uh, the speed of this runaway boat, did not translate as well as the speed of a city bus in the first movie. I had
0: read that in the original proposed sequel. Okay, because Jan DeBant apparently, like, he wrote the script. Or he came up with the story for oh the script. Oh God. And he was insi- insistent that it was going to be set on a cruise liner. But originally, it was going to be on a plane. Hey, there you go. Planes fucking move fast. They move faster than and buses. They, that would have been everywhere else. crash. Exactly. Yes. By, by nature. Uh-huh. And and they were coming up with scenarios like if it goes below a certain uh, altitude, then there were bombs on the plane that were going to blow up, similar to the. Oh, that's great. Right? That's a great Why idea. Why didn't they go with
1: that instead even, of the slow? I even think uh, that, like, uh, a train. Like yeah. what, what Under Siege 2 did, even though it was a horrible film. There you go. But you, on a train. A train's great because then you could have, like, all right, we've set off the tracks. Like, the tracks are fucking broken, like th- further yeah. down. We're going so to have to jump you've, the train. you have got that ticking <laughs> clock. Well, you've got the ticking clock. We've got to either stop it or get off this train yeah. before that we hit this point.
0: I wonder. That's awesome. When did that movie come out? It's probably. Under Siege 2? It was too close. I think it came out in 97, state. 98. I think it's it came out the same around year, this, probably. I think right? it came out around the same year. But yeah. take a
1: look. Um,. What do I have here? Mm-hmm. The um the the yeah, no, the runaway boat the uh, god what what did I have? Yeah, 95. Oh, oh yeah, um <laughs> the fu- where the fuck did Dante come from? So <laughs> they're trying to find there there's a point where they finally get all of the people that were on the uh, the lifeboat that was going to you know, they were trying to get it off the ship, mm-hmm. but the li- the winch broke or whatever and so they had to get all those people back on the boat. They get him inside, and apparently they all end up finding themselves locked in a fucking hallway where, <laughs> yeah. like, the carbon monoxide is filling up the fucking hallway. Oh, this is ridiculous. And Sandra Bullock and Dante are the only ones stuck outside, and they're trying to help these people out. And Sandra Bullock comes across a, a chainsaw. She's making her way out, and then she comes across a bigger one and puts the, one, the little one down and goes and grabs the big one and, and takes off. Why not bring both of them? Oh, there you go. Why not there's you two and you. Dante both yeah. are fucking chainsawing around this fucking door? could call. Because you could do the work in fucking half the time. Because girls are
0: stupid, Joe. No. Everybody knows that.
1: So no. The fucking screenwriters <laughs> for this movie were fucking retarded. Yeah, I know. Oh,
0: and then we're forced to, uh, and then it's like a 70s sitcom because, oh, everybody, we got a block of the vents. Everybody With take your clothes. clothes off. And, and there's the one guy, <laughs> the one chick who's not getting undressed. He's like, why isn't she taking her dress off? Well, I'm not wearing any underwear. So just did Juvenile Did she start pulling humor. up her dress When she did that She too? did She kind of like lifted She's like I'm not wearing any underwear Somewhat Seductively That was so weird In this frantic sequence I couldn't
1: tell At that moment If she was like If he was just
0: staring Or if she was starting To kind of lift it up Well Joe That's all just part of The uh, the <laughs> aforementioned comedy That John <laughs> DeBond Wanted to inject oh, In this That's uh, fantastic sophomore.
1: Yeah. That's so fantastic so, uh, so Willem Dafoe Ends up Okay, so what's this is when Jason Patrick's under the boat, and he's trying to put the line into the propeller. They spend so much time trying to fuck with the propellers and stuff with this movie to try to slow this boat down. It isn't until the very end of the movie where they're like, let's drop the anchor and see if that works. Yeah. Why isn't that like the that first thing you <laughs> tried to do? That would have been
0: the number one thing. Yeah. That's what and anchors have, do. They have like, one job.
1: F- there's like four anchors. Why didn't you just drop them all at the same time? Yeah. And then it's, see yeah, what they, they
0: drop one; it gets pulled off. We'll try the next one. Try
1: the next one. <laughs> like, Why no. not all of them at the same time? Yeah. and and equally distribute that that drag, so that way you're not just putting it on one side. It was so it, there there was too much, and I think we weren't. <laughs> I can't even fucking speak. In complete <laughs> I think sentences. you
0: summed it up by saying it's too much. It's was too, too much. much.
1: No, it really is. It's too much, and I I just I feel like they didn't explain the science of the like the the. The way that Willem Dafoe was able to take over the the ship system, yeah. why is it that the host system wasn't able to block out yeah. what this other guy was trying to do remotely? Here's an idea. I ultimately don't understand that.
0: Turn your Wi-Fi off exactly. if it's all being handled remotely. And I know right. he hired – that was the other thing because he's like hardwired in and his room, he's got like three laptops set up yes. and they're all – but then he blows them up. He blows them up, and I'm like, "Don't you so, need those? yes yeah, because th- that's, you that's, that's your point. Yeah. That was the
1: there was a box there that said uh, what? What was it? It was um, uh, God. I don't remember what you're talking uh, about. Shit, 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 shit. Um, Cut this part out, Jeff. No, 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 no. <laughs> a fiber optic. It was the the fiber optic converter. You need that. <laughs> like, you need that to do what it is you're doing. Once you've destroyed that, when you blew up your room, mm-hmm. that's gone. You don't have control of anything anymore. I don't understand. Nope. I don't understand how that worked. And, may, you know, maybe it's my fault for no. thinking too much
0: about it. No, I think, again, it's the subject of, of its time. It was 1997, and people didn't realize how, how computers work. This mm-hmm. guy's just a, he's a genius. He's a hacker. He's yeah. good with computers, so he can do anything. Um.
1: Okay. So getting away from some of, like, the nitpicky stuff. Okay. The very obvious gripe here, Jason Patrick ultimately played the hero character mm-hmm. that knew too much. Do you know what I'm saying?
0: Oh, look, he had an answer for everything. He
1: had an answer. He he sensed everything. There <laughs> you know, he sensed something wrong with Willem Dafoe before even having a conversation with him. He's he like, he's not, I don't think he's really
0: a golfer. Why? Yep. Because he's been sitting there and he hasn't even looked at the golf championship on TV behind him. And I will buy that because, you know, like they say, when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And so this guy's a cop and he's always looking for those little discrepancies. And that's fine. Uh But there is that one scene where, like, he puts everything together. Within like a, a fifteen second, he was like super fast golf clubs. Geiger, it must—it's that guy. It was Geiger. He's and he's so confident in his conclusion that he just like nobody questions, <laughs> and he's like <laughs> that the captain well, okay, apparently had like good. some Benoit balls or whatever.
1: Yeah, sitting yeah. It yeah. was like, the, like they'd be about they'd this, be about this size. size golf balls.
0: Yeah. Geiger. Yep. He's obviously the only one that could have been. Golden. I know. It's like, well, uh, slow down there. Slowly <laughs> roll. That's a good theory. Let's talk about some other possibilities. Like right. Maybe this is just mechanical malfunction. <laughs> Who knows?
1: Oh my God. Okay. So when Geiger uh, takes out, what, what's his name? The fucking, the maitre d guy or whatever. Uh, I can't remember oh, his with name. The,
0: with the golf club? Yeah,
1: with the golf club and takes his clothes and then shows up like, like he's working the ship now. Yep. I'm sorry, guys. A cruise ship is not like working at a restaurant where it could be someone you don't normally shift with. Like, oh, right. when you're yeah. on the cruise... Everybody know, knows everybody. Everyone knows everybody because you're spending every
0: fucking day together. Yep, for months on the end. The
1: moment he shows up and everyone's like, okay, oh, yes, sir, yeah, yeah, yeah. I They're know, just right. acting like he's part of the fucking crew. And also, the captain dying could have way easily been avoided, right? Uh, Remember, or him like, killing Willem killing Defoe him or... Willem Dafoe had the light... <laughs> And yeah. he kept. Like, it was the worst the, action All the scene. captain had to do was like, step back, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Take one step to your right <laughs> so you're not over, next to the edge, by the way, between uh-huh. this. And yeah, it. Yeah, because he was like, Willem Dafoe was rearing back yeah. on that and then pushing forward again. Wait for him <laughs> to rear back and then duck. It was like Move. The, the captain was like, why are you doing
1: this? I know. Uh. <laughs> I'm like, "That it's not even like a weapon that Willem Dafoe can chase you with. Yeah. Like, yeah. you could just like step back. <laughs> like, you could be like, you attached could to the boat. run to the fucking bridge and tell your homeboys, like, guys motherfucker out there is crazy. We got yeah. a crazy guy.
0: Plus, that guy looked like a good 200 pounds and was taller than Willem Dafoe, and uh-huh. yet he just like lifts him up and tosses him, tosses him over the side. I'm, I'm going to ask you this. Dubious.
1: I've never been on a cruise. Oh, you're messing out. Are there not any kind of law enforcement...
0: Oh, on there's there's security all over the place. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, didn't you can't seem get like... on or off the boat without like going through. Like they have to check your passport. Uh huh. Yeah, you have to be cleared. Didn't it seem like there was kind of a lack of security personnel on this ship? I, I don't recall seeing anyway. It almost not <laughs> just security personnel. Personnel, entire, like it feels like there were about fifty people on this boat. Uh huh. Those things hold thousands of thousands people. Thousands of people. Yeah, yeah. It's, that it's they, a city. It's a floating <laughs> city.
1: Evacuated in 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, we can't even get the get the boat <laughs> ready in 15
0: minutes, much less evacuate. He should have known that. Geiger. Yeah. I that know, you, right? You
1: designed all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, so-called. uh I, I think we've, okay. Well, this is a long episode. It, Jesus, it's a long episode. Jeff's I think, like, yes. I think, I, think I've cover, it. I think I've covered just about everything that I've got. Do you have anything else? Oh, the black guy from the first speed shows up. Yeah, yeah, right at the very to, beginning. He he bought some property in St. Martin. He's got his boat out there, and Jason Patrick ends up having to borrow his boat. <laughs> yep. What I want to know is if he let those people, like, keep the jewels.
0: Oh, interesting! At the end of the movie, yeah, give him a little, little something, something. Well, hey, thanks for letting me commandeer your boat and your girlfriend, by the way, who was also in the boat, uh-huh. uh huh, and who pro- spoke in third person, third, spoke in third person, and didn't quite have a grasp of the severity of the situation that was <laughs> right. going on. She was just laughing, She's like woo, as uh, they're going over waves. I'm like bitch, shut up. Uh, I feel like Sandra Bullock
1: is without a doubt the worst person in the world in this movie.
0: Oh,
1: <gasps> because you don't get taken by Willem Dafoe in this movie unless you want to be. Like, honestly, with everything that's going on, he's uh, she's uh, sitting on a fucking jet ski while he's fucking taking off. Yeah, she could have bailed could've it. That's a good point. She's on that fucking seaplane. She could have bailed that's at right. any time. That's right. Uh, and also, for him to actually have gotten her up into that plane, it's like she, she, didn't, needed even, she, didn't, even, she didn't even put up a fight. That's a good point. Yeah. 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 Um, why did the tanker blow up at the end?
0: Oh, oh, yeah. That's the other thing. <laughs> Just when you think that Taker Taker is going to survive, because uh-huh. there's a part you know near the end where they almost collide. Yeah. And oh, they
1: collide. They they hit the side. of do. it. They do.
0: They scrape up against it, and then everybody cheers because, yay, we survived. But nope, still had to. <laughs> and I, I think that was practical, dude. I think they actually blew up that fucking like that was twenty <laughs> and million are, of the. You're ends, kidding me, 160 right? Sixty million. Are you being?
1: Are you kidding right now? No, that
0: was that was a believable explosion. What? you're you're kidding I mean like you're uh, not being serious practical right. in the sense that it was a model that they blew up not that it was okay. CG no okay. no 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 they didn't right. actually blow okay. up a fucking multi-million meant, dollar like, a huge oil tanker no boat. no 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 but I'm saying it it wasn't CG yeah uh, but it was it was an impressive effect I it, thought. yeah one of the few one of the few in this movie yeah. uh, do you have anything else that you want but I don't know why it exploded um, uh, if you're not a fan of action fine <laughs> if you're not a fan of Sandra Bullock fine uh, but if you are a fan of reggae music, this is the film for you. Oh my God, because man! There's so much of it. That's a, again, like Fucking you said, UB you've 40. never been on a on a cruise ship, but it's like yeah, like you before you before. There bro. are other types of music they play on cruise ships. It's yeah. not just reggae all the time. Oh yeah, um, no, so that, that was, was all an, we heard. That an was odd choice. All we heard in this movie. But yeah, that's all I got, man. This yeah. is a, this is a dirge.
1: This one's this one's rough, guys. Uh, I would not recommend if you haven't seen Speed Two. I would not recommend it. If you if you really need to get your your Sandy Bullock action fix, you can always go back to speed. Watch Hope or floats. Watch watch gravity. Gravity's great. She's great. great in that. She's really good. I like that she movie She will, will keep you on the fucking edge of your seat. Gravity is a better speed, too. Oh, my God. speed, too, is. And
0: it's even slower, but I don't care. Right? Because, uh, or oh, Or wow. is it slower? So intense. Oh, that's, well, that's true. They're I actually guess. going
1: far faster. <laughs> that's a good point. They're thousands <laughs> of miles orbiting the Earth.
0: All right. I'll give you that.
1: Uh, it's really good, and uh, and just like Dante, George Clooney pops up, you know, every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't recommend this movie. No,
0: nope, uh, I can't.
1: I, I will say that... I'm surprised that it's taken like what twenty years? Twenty years this movie's been around. Uh, what? No, no, eighteen. More, more like eighteen. It was ninety-seven. Six.
0: Okay. Oh, this movie, Speed. This two. movie, yeah, yeah, yeah Speed
1: yeah. Two. So about eighteen years. Okay. Um, it's taken me eighteen years to see this thing in its entirety. Oh yeah. I there's a part of me that doesn't regret it. I'm glad that I finally saw it. I will never watch it again. No. Uh, it's it's so insanely bad. I think I actually enjoyed the movie a lot more when I had only seen it in bits and pieces. Yeah, because I would have never in a million years imagined it was as
0: long. It's as tough it to is. sit through. I, I, like my last note that I have here are, is uh, there are still twenty minutes left in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like done. I was over it.
1: Oh yeah, no, uh, I I couldn't believe it, and I I, I think I said this earlier. It was. It's like at the fifty-two minute mark before anything even happens. When Willem Dafoe is actually starting to like plant his explosives and stuff, we are at the fifty-two minute
0: mark. A lot of setup.
1: This movie's a lot of setup. There's a fucking weird. There's this weird. You know, we didn't really touch on it a whole lot either. The relationship between Sandra Bullock and Jason Patrick, Annie and Alex. Like we really kind of build up the like, do we or don't we? And da 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 da. da. We're having our relationship problems. They're in the fucking mall of the ship, and like the, the. I feel the earth move, <laughs> like that song comes yeah. on and, and they're kind of just having their conversation. But no argument they have ever feels like it has any real gravity to it. No, uh-huh. yeah. no pun intended. Uh-huh. Uh, it doesn't feel like it has any really any real gravity. It just feels like these are words that were written on a piece of paper. Now just say them. Yeah, I don't believe that anybody feels it because they they would fucking uh, just flip-flop on shit constantly like Sandra Bullock. I'm mad, I'm mad, I'm mad, I'm mad, I'm mad, I'm mad, but by the end of the scene, I love you still. Uh,
0: yeah, uh, yeah, right? Yeah. If, I, I don't think these two kids are going to make it No, in the long run,
1: I would have if you're going to do that, you stick with that. They're having static. Yeah. Stick with that. Let that be a motivating thing throughout the movie. You know, something that kind of like John McClane in the first Die Hard where he's talking to Alan, he's telling him like, hey, by the time this is over, I don't know how you could do it. But I want you to promise me you'll find my wife and tell her John says he's sorry. She's she's heard me say I love you a million times. Oh, yeah. But she's never that so was something sweet. like that. You know, because you knew that was driving John to move forward. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, a regret that he'd never been able to do that, that he didn't want to leave things the way that they left them in Ellis's bathroom. Yeah. So we could have had something like that where Jason Patrick and Sandy really had it out, and he didn't want, you know, that there's that underlying thing that, like, please don't let that be the last thing we do. Uh also Shame on Willem Dafoe's character for not just killing fucking Tamira Morrison and Sandy Bullock while they were sitting there with the rope while Jason Patrick was right. On the boat.
0: Yeah, I saw him sneak up behind, and it's like, oh, he's got he's got a gun. They're not looking at him; they don't see him. Yeah, that that would have been it. That would have been it. <laughs> it was, and it should and it's have not been. like he has doesn't have a problem with killing people. Right? Because
1: they and they never they never built up. No, he's killed plenty. Yeah, they, he threw
0: the captain over the side of the boat. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So just getting back to it, I would not I would not recommend this movie. Yeah. Um,
0: do we even need to do best thing, worst thing? Yeah, yeah, I think okay. we should. I think
1: we should. Uh, what did you think the the Speed Two did right?
0: Sandy Bullock, I love her. Still, yeah. she's adorable. Uh, yeah. It's fun to watch her, and I, I like those moments where she's to watch her pout, kind of reprising her Well, But when like the shit's going down, she's kind of reenacting what she did in the first movie, where she kind of she's the one person who's able to keep it together. Come on, everybody, get on the boat, and, you know she's uh-huh. she's been in this situation before. Um, oh, I'm sorry, she's adorable. Yeah. I know she didn't put up much of a fight there but when she does she uses her brain her smarts. Okay. Um but then she ends up with Jason Patrick. She like ends it, up with just Jason Patrick zero. Which proves that she has no smarts at all yeah. in that head. Uh what did the movie do wrong? Um I'm not a fan of Jason Patrick. Yeah. I, I hate to put it down to the actors but uh-huh. uh, he's he's uh, no no personality and and kind of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> one of the one of my favorite scenes um <laughs> You know, we talk about um, uh, uh, Willem Dafoe's motive. Like, uh-huh. we know what his motive is because he repeats it like three or four. Like, everybody yes. he meets, he has to tell yes. them, I was the— com- I, I, did this. I designed these things. And systems. they cast me aside after all— the- So there's one point where uh, Jason Patrick is sneaking around the boat, and Willem Dafoe has, has uh, jacked oh, himself into the, into the TV screen. <laughs> and so like, there's a wall of TV screens. There's like nine, you know, forming one big yes, one. Yes. And he's just telling, you know, they, they, they robbed <laughs> me of my own. And Jason Patrick, like, sneaks into the room and then his. shooting— Shooting the TV TVs. screen, they're like, Motherfucker, that's not him. <laughs> it's just a big... It's a big... Uh, I thought he grew big. I know. <laughs> so, But yeah, I'm sorry, Jason Patrick. And the fact that we haven't really seen much of him afterwards. Uh, no. Go back no, to No, the... we haven't. Yep. Um, Poor guy. Except if you've seen the movie The Losers. He plays
1: the villain, Max. Yeah. And he does an amazing job. I'm telling you, he's, he's been good in everything else so he did. so good in The Losers. Um, what did I think Speed 2 do... What did it 2? do right? Mm-hmm. Um, Tim wow. Conway... <laughs> Tim Conway was really good oh and then he shows up again at the end he shows up again at the end yeah he bookends yeah, you know I thought that the movie looked good for the most part for until a 1997 we got to, movie yeah until we got to some of the effects some of the effect shots were really bad um, you know but I think for the most part it was it's a decent plot it just needs to be refined. It wasn't ready for film. No. It needed to be, you know, it, it needed a few passes
0: on the script. Joe, this movie did exactly what uh, Jingle All the Way to last week's movie, Jingle All the Way Two, did, uh-huh. which is it has nothing to do with the first movie except no. for the title. Except for the like, title, this movie. But at
1: least it has Sandy Bullock
0: coming back. Well, yeah, yeah, sure. But I feel like there was another completely different script called Cruise Control. Yeah, and had nothing to do with it the Speed Tom Universe. Cruise. And they couldn't get a green lit they needed, and so when. Speed yeah. was a big... Let's just call this Speed we'll 2. We'll call it Speed control.
1: 2. No, exactly. Uh, God, Tim. No, I thought I thought it looked good for the most part, uh, except for some of the effect shots. I thought the effect shots were bad. And also Willem Dafoe turning into a villain from a Home Alone movie at the very end. <laughs> he, he totally went into Home Alone universe. Yeah. Um, what did I think that the movie did wrong? <laughs> I think ultimately the biggest sin of this movie is to try to film a high-octane you know, edge of your seat thriller yes. on a cruise liner, they, on a boat. What You moves cannot slower? translate. You cannot translate that speed. You know, I maybe put it on like a yacht, something that goes a little bit yeah. quicker. Um Motorboat. A motorboat. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> but do you know if you're going to have it on sea? Do it. You know, in something that's going to translate and create a wake. You know, there's something about like on a speedboat. If you watch watching old like Miami Vice or even the new Miami Vice movie, they they have some of those speedboat sequences that are fucking breathtaking.
0: You're getting airborne. That's on those amazing. Things.
1: Yes, you need something like that. A cruise liner, as hard as you try to make it scary and make it like a, edge of your seat, it's just not going to translate. Yep. That is the ultimate sin of this movie, Joel. If we were to make Cruise Control, Speed to mm-hmm. whatever the fuck the name of this movie was. <laughs> Uh now what would you do with it? I have four recasts. I think I have 3.
0: Oh, interesting. Well, I did uh Giuliano, which is the uh, B- Django Fett character. Django. At the end of my- <laughs> So you need I feel like you still need a minority because if you've ever been on a cruise <laughs> ship. No, no, no. no I, I'm just trying to be realistic because most of the employees on on those cruise ships are are and I don't mean like, you know, American minority. That sounds awful. But I mean like um they're all like Cambodian or like, you know, they're They've, they've come over here they, they spend three or four months sometimes a year on these cruise ships uh-huh. and they just make bank and then they take a year off right um, so there's all sorts of nationalities on on cruise ships so I feel like uh, somebody like Lou Diamond Phillips nice. is about the right age to nice. play the Django Fett character yes uh, the um, the villain the Willem Defoe character Geiger, Geiger um, I if this guy's supposed to be like a computer hacker, I want somebody a little nerdier than Willem Dafoe. I never uh-huh. got the nerd vibe from Willem Dafoe. Uh, I want an Anthony Michael Hall type nice, character. Nice, It would be a nice return a for him. A little weird science callback. And that guy's kind of creepy. Like, I've seen him play bad guys before. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bill Gates. Uh, he's kind of creepy. <laughs> uh, I
1: like that Bill Gates is the bad guy. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. Oh, well, now that we're at the... Let's ping pong this one. Can we ping pong this one, Joe? Do you want a ping pong? Okay, then I'll I'll, I'll
1: give you you my Geiger. All right, yeah, give me your Geiger. Uh, For my Geiger, I wanted someone who's a little bit more suave as a villain. Mm. I wanted somebody who would be able to, like, kind of mingle with, and I think that was one of the things that we missed with Speed 2, that your villain, you needed, if you're going to go for, like, he's this master of a thousand things, he's got all these different hats, he's also got to be kind of like a, a social chameleon. And I think that they really missed the mark by not having him actually like mingle with people yeah. at the party and then go and do his
0: thing. I like the one scene where the two women come up and, like, oh, yes. Captain, can we get oh, a photo? Yeah, and yeah he's like, a he was a so nice good.
1: Tropical storm tonight. Right? I wanted to see more of that. I think that uh, Leo DiCaprio would have been a good guy. Ooh,
0: interesting. Yeah, because he's
1: charming. He probably could have been charming for the women.
0: But then, bam, you Man, know, we same. go into what his, his whole deal is. Has he ever played a villain before? Yeah, Django. Either? Oh, shit, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, but he wasn't the one calling the sh- – uh, well, he was calling the shots, but he wasn't doing the actual right, damage. Right, he was just a right, racist. Right, right. But yeah, you're right. Good call. Uh-huh. Wow. Nice. Uh, Sandra Bullock, how about you? The, the, you casted Sandra Bullock? as Sandra Bullock again? No, I'm asking who the Sandra Bullock character is. Well, it's is your
1: Sandra turn. Big. Oh, okay. All right. We're ping-ponging. Ping-pong <laughs> goes back and forth. Well,
0: all right. Uh, <laughs> I – you need somebody who's adorable, uh-huh. like Sandra Bullock is. Um, but, but, you know, contemporary to, okay. to, to this age. Uh, there was a movie that came out last year, a little independent film that I loved. It was one of my favorite films of, I guess, 2013 now, uh-huh. um, called uh, In a World, starring Lake Bell. Uh-huh. Uh, I love Lake Bell, man. That's she always gets to play or has to be like the best friend, the side character. And that was the first time I'd seen her in like a leading role because she wrote it and directed it for herself and mm-hmm. started it. Yeah. Um, right. We need to see more of Lake Bell. She is a talent. Um, and somebody who could fill Sandra Bullock's shoes. How about you?
1: Okay, I went um, a
0: little bit younger, Mm -hmm. I think, a little bit spunkier. Uh, I went with little Miss uh,
1: Anna Kendrick. Oh, yeah. I I, I love her. I, I would love to see her in something like this. You know, I've seen her do like the... You know the the cute pitch, pitch perfect thing. Mm-hmm. I've seen her do the thing in Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've even seen her throw down some drama. She's done the stuff in the uh, in the Twilight movies too. But yeah, never action. Never action. And I'd kind of like to see her play like a Sandra Bullock style role in something like Speed. I think she would be really fun. She's got a great personality. She's and you know what? Honestly, what it all comes Two down to is that she's <laughs> she's just really. And I don't mean this in a bad way, but Anna Kendrick is really cute while still coming across as attainable.
0: uh, No, you're absolutely right. She's a girl next door. Uh huh. Um, But man, uh, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Anna Kendrick. Uh, Cool. All right, now good call. I I think you win that one. Actually. So now we've. I don't think this is really a competition. No, but but I I I rank them on my own. Oh, okay, uh, gotcha. When I don't say you won, it's because in my head I (laughs) you think you won. Oh, that's fine. No, 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 that's cool. Not at all. So Jason Patrick, the Jason Patrick character. Um. This is a tough one because you need somebody who can do all the action stunts. Um, And I I, this guy didn't have – the character didn't have a lot of personality. And so I think to go – initially I was going to go like Robert Downey Jr., somebody who can do a role like this. RDJ. He's too charismatic. He's too RDJ. I Uh need a blank slate. See, now that you say that, I'd love to see Robert Downey Jr. play Geiger. Oh, yeah. I thought about him too for the villain too because I'm like, ah, but still not nerdy enough. He's Uh He's too suave. I need somebody who's in less shape. It's
1: Tony Stark.
0: I know created a fucking Iron Man suit. Uh, yeah, I know, but I barely believe him as a <laughs> gotcha. fucking chemist. Or uh, yeah, uh, whatever. Um, I need a blank slate, and that blank slate in my movie is Thomas Jane, the Punisher. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thomas Jane. You're totally gonna win this one. He's he's uh, well, no, no, no. Okay,
1: so what I did, obviously, I think Thomas Jane and Lake Bell match up nicely. Yeah, that's and, what I was going for. And as well. obviously, I would like for my leads to match up nicely, mm-hmm. and also, you know, I want my I want my uh, protagonist to have some more charisma. I want him to be cute and likable, but also kind of be a man that we've seen in action. Mm-hmm. Uh I went with Brandon Ruth. Oh, dude, great. I think that Superman. I think that he's he deserves another shot. He, he does. deserves another shot at an action thing. If you ever watched him in his season of Chuck, in season three of Chuck, <laughs> yeah. he was fantastic as the villain Shaw. Uh, in fact, that's Alex's last name in this movie, is Shaw. Mm. Uh, but I think that Brandon Ruth, he kind of brings some of that that uh that boyish charm and that boyish uh good looks yeah. that, that Keanu Reeves had in the first Speed, he could bring that into Speed, too. But he's also really funny and really, you know, he's yeah. just a really charming like guy, and he comes across very genuine. Yeah. And I would love to see him playing back and forth with Anna Kendrick again, a little Scott Pilgrim Yeah, reunion. Scott Pilgrim reunion. Uh, you know, he's
0: super tall, though, and she's super short. She's super short, oh,
1: but yeah. you know what... Sandy Bullock is ever on fucking a flight of stairs in this movie oh, while that's Jason Patrick's true. running around. We never actually see them standing side point. by side except for like one or two different times.
0: Yeah. Um all right. So who directs this? Uh I went with um director who uh, who can do action fairly well, but a little more grounded in reality, which I think this this movie didn't need more comedy. It uh-huh. yeah. uh, needed to be a, a, a born type movie. So I went with uh, the director of the last two Bourne movies, Paul Greengrass. Okay. He did Bourne, Supremacy and Ultimatum. I think he's coming back. Yeah, he's coming back for the fifth one. He also did the movie The Green Zone. With Matt Damon. did The Green Matt Zone. Damon. He did the uh, 9-11 flight number 93 or whatever it's called. Yeah, that's right. Fra- uh-huh. uh, he's, he's great at that. Uh, I know you can be shit for using this phrase, but CinemaVare that's Cinema what barate. it is. No, 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 you no, no, feel you're like right. you're there. You're right. He's, uh,
1: he's, very, he's very good at immersing
0: you in the story. Absolutely. What about you?
1: Uh, I went with somebody who's obviously no stranger to high octane mm. when it comes to giving a <gasps> movie a feel and it's got to be fast. Uh, in fact, he's so good at making <laughs> movies that are fast and furious. Uh-huh. I, of course, am talking about Rob Cohen, yep. who directed the first The Fast and the Furious and also Triple X. Uh, oh yeah Movies that, you know, action movies That had a lot of motion a lot, and, and he's also somebody who obviously knows how to balance action sequences Now whether or not those movies are good movies That's a whole other story But I kind of think that if you put something like Speed 2 In the hands of this guy He's going to have a better idea of what to do Yeah, with. at
0: least the action sequences would be something to look forward to yes. And this movie, like there's, Can you remember an action sequence no. that uh, was unique Or did no. something you hadn't seen before? No, and here's the problem The reason why, because like you pointed out Defoe
1: didn't have a crew, so there were never any like real fight sequences, and he also wasn't like a physical kind of bad guy. No, where he fought fucking Willem Defoe. There was never a fight between the hero and the villain. It was the very end. Jason Patrick climbs into the plane, kisses Sandy Bullock, says hi to Willem Defoe, and then punches him, and then jumps out of the plane. That's this movie needed less relationship bullshit and less side character stuff, and physical altercations we needed some more fights we needed Willem Dafoe to have a crew to set up Jason Patrick as a worthy hero what happened was the boy never went through the trials to become a man yeah uh, if you want to go with Good Joseph called. Campbell's journey of the journey hero of the hero. Uh, and so what we got was a victory that was really unearned mm-hmm. uh, and ultimately never attained for the audience at least yeah true and um, Okay, so if you have any thoughts about (laughs) what we've said about this movie, uh, if you have any casting ideas for Speed 2, you can go ahead and tell us over at our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook, look us up on the editing bay, uh, The Girl with the Bleeding Eyes. That's us and tell us what it is that you think, or if there's a movie that you'd like us to talk about yeah. uh, coming up in 2015, we would love to hear from you. Uh, obviously, trying to take care of some of your requests. Like, the first the first actual movie we did this year, Jingle All the Way 2, yeah, that was much requested. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are listening to you, so please tell us what it is that you want to hear. Uh, and uh, and we've also got some fun stuff going on on the website, right, Joel?
0: We sure do. The website is not The Editing Bay. It's not Edit Bay. It's editingbay.com. You can go there and, uh, and listen to our, our our episodes. Find out a little bit about us. See some picks. Um, I've got the Telly Awards still there. If you didn't listen the to the Eddie, Telly Awards, the episode, Eddie Awards, the Telly Awards, fuck, <laughs> Freudian slip. the Eddie Awards, <laughs> <laughs> which might win a those Telly are, Award. Those
1: are our favorite Telly Savalas films. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is a thing called the Telly Awards. Yeah, I, know. I Industry. I was whatever. trying
0: to. I was, I was trying to. Thanks take for that diffusing my own way. the situation. The Eddie Awards. Um, we had our b- big show a couple weeks ago. If you haven't listened to that, it's a nice little best of. From the last couple of years and uh, I'm I, I don't yet well, I'll be having the, the the winners listed there but um, very cool if you haven't heard what they are you know, listen for yourself also uh follow us on Twitter at at the editing bay mm-hmm. so that's the difference Twitter
1: is at the editing bay the website is editingbay.com editing editing no the uh, if you download us on your iTunes app please 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 review us give us a rating five yes. star rating uh, give us a review. We would absolutely love that. And while you're at it, download some of the other shows on the Next Wave Radio Network. Yeah. We've got My Comic Life with Jeff and Sam talking about uh, nerdy, nerdy, nerdy culture. I love it. Uh, what's the latest news in nerd culture, Jeff? Thanks. Things. Things. What did you guys talk about last episode? Uh, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Things and stuff. That's uh, that's where you want to go. My Comic actually, Life.
0: Actually, when's Game of Thrones coming back? Because I know... Uh, it's near... Oh, we got a few months for that. A couple of months. Oh, okay. 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 Couple of months. If you're a okay, Game cool. of Thrones fan, that's a great show to listen we've to. We've because...
1: also got Eight Bit Gladiators, where uh, Jeff and John and Jay talk about video games and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've uh, we've got MVP, the most valuable podcast, where I've been joining yeah, Matthew say, and Daniel. I heard you been been on last week. I'm talking about sports, talking about wrestling, sports ball. I uh, got the the Royal Rumble coming up, so we've been doing a lot of talking about that. But you know, there's going to be some uh, some fun stuff coming up on all of those shows in the new year. So please follow them, give them a rating. And uh, and we would all very much appreciate it. We love you. Hey, next week we're going to be coming back oh. with another sequel. January. Is oh my going god, to be, it's going to be the month of movies that end with the number two. Holy shit! Uh, we are going to be watching Hamlet two. Yeah! Oh yay! Yes. Uh, it's oh be, my god, it's going to be f- some fun stuff. Uh, it's if you're not if you're not familiar with this movie, you really should go and rent it now. And uh, and check it out I because agree. it is some fun stuff. If you've ever done like community theater, uh, if you've if you've ever had like any kind of a creative urge, but you felt like what you wanted to make was too weird, you need to watch Hamlet too <laughs>
0: uh, because it is amazing. This is not a Shakespearean uh, adaptation, by the way. There is no, no actual Hamlet. There too. is no Hamlet 2. It's a fictional. I, I, I words cannot even describe. This is it, not really. for
1: the easily offendable. <laughs> if, no, if, that's if if you. Uh, yeah, if, if you're offended easily, don't don't touch this one. Oh my god! Uh, but other than that, man, this is gonna be is gonna be fun times. All crazy. right, so next week we'll talk to you about uh, about Hamlet too. You guys have a safe week, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, guys.
0: You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.